Potbelly Gamers Companion Podcast for the week of June 23rd, 2017. I'm your host. Uh, uh, you know what? I totally screwed that up. Let's start again. I'm sorry. I just, I'm off, I'm off my game today. I'm totally off my game. I apologize. Uh, hey, this is the Potbelly Gamers Companion Podcast for the week of June 23rd, 2017. This is episode number 92 on our road to 100. And we are coming to you live on the All Games Radio Network. We are live every Friday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to chat and interact with us on the show, you can join the live chat at allgames.com forward slash live. The live chat is always lit, as the young people say. So even if there's no live show, there's always someone here to talk about something. You're going through a messy divorce. Uh, you're thinking about, uh, you know, you have a cure for cancer. You just want to talk to somebody. You're lonely, like like so many of us are. Go in the chat. There's always someone there uh, who will lend you a sympathetic ear. I'm your host, Yasaraja, a.k.a. Icon Boy on Xbox Live and PlayStation Nation. I've also started playing uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <clears throat> so please add me on Steam. My username is IC0NBOY or just Icon Boy. I'm not sure. No one's ever tried to add me, so I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, who's here with me today? That's right. There's nobody here today, so it's going to be like uh, like a Dead Pixel Live, like a Derek H edition of Dead uh, of uh, uh, Potbelly Gamers. Uh, I'm alone. I'm hoping uh, that Brian Austin shows up uh, maybe later uh, in this in this show. And uh, maybe we'll also uh, call uh, Glenn. I know that, uh, you know, everybody had stuff to do today. Um, there are people on vacation. There are people visiting exotic places. Uh, Glenn is uh, away on a trip, uh, but he felt super guilty about not being here. So, um, you know, don't worry about it, buddy. Uh, we all have things that we have to do with family and whatnot. So um, he did He did emphasize that he really wanted to try to call in, be on the show. So we're going to try to do that later. But I got to be honest with him. Like, it's always a pain in the ass to have someone call in. I just don't have the equipment set up properly for it. I mean, people can hear in the stream, but uh, talking to them is always kind of a pain. So, um, you know, I pretend like... Um, hey, I pretend like I'm I'm totally okay with it and I'm understanding. But it's actually a thin veil of uh, passive aggressiveness. I'm just... Really upset at them. Uh, but I won't let my feelings be known. Anyways, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I thought I would not be here on time for the show uh, because it was 5.20 and I had gotten all the equipment set up. I had just finished doing my notes for the show, uh, you know, the intro, and I got lots of news that we can go over today. <clears throat> and uh, my wife calls me. Now, uh, like, I'm in this kind of the studio slash gaming room slash computer room in my little uh, hermit hole here in the first floor of our house. She was on the second floor and she called me 
because calling uh, each other on cell phones, uh, we're just very lazy. So I'm not going to run up there, and she's not going to run downstairs. Um, and she was like, hey, I need you to run an errand. And I was like, um, you know, I got the show in like 40 minutes. And she's like, oh, that's today? And I'm like, yeah, it's every Friday. She's like, oh. And you know, like, I don't know if it's women specifically, but women are like, they, they kind of have this tone where they say they're okay with something. So she was okay with me not do not running this errand. You know, she was like, oh, that's okay. But she did it in a way that I was like, I'm not going to hear the end of this. You know, I'm not going to hear the end of it today. I'm probably going to hear about it tomorrow. Thank God she doesn't listen to the show because then after the show, I would be hearing about this part of the show tomorrow as well. Anyways, <clears throat> so I was like sitting here at 520, just hang up with her, and it seemed like everything was okay, but I was like, I really want to avoid that uh, problem. So I went to run the errand. It's not that far. It's probably a 10-minute drive, but because it's rush hour right now, it takes like 15, 20 minutes to, for that same length of distance. Um, so, uh, you know, I went and I, uh, I, I, I went and the, the place was closed. I couldn't do the errand. So I called her from there because I'm also passive aggressive instead of just, you know, going, okay, I couldn't get it done and coming home. I was like, you know what? I'm going to call her and tell her, Hey, I came all the way down here to do this errand and not even open, but I'm going to be super cool about it because I want her to feel super guilty. I'm going to get the guilt level up. You know, so I can I can cash this guilt in later for whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah, she was she felt really bad. She was really sorry. And uh, you know what? Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <coughs> I apologize. I also have this really bad cough. I have like um, I think it's called acute, not acute, chronic bronchitis. Uh, it's just like a inflammation of the airways. It happens every now and then if I inhale a lot of dust. And I'll tell you where I picked up the dust from. Uh, I sound like an old man, just stories connect to other stories, and all these stories don't really go anywhere. Um, I don't know if you guys, by the way, what's up, Tiger Claw? Tiger Claw just came in the chat, and uh, I just wanted to let you know, Tiger Claw, I'm alone today. So just like uh, Leia in um, Star Wars, Tiger Claw, you're my only hope today. You're our only hope to have a good show. Tiger Claw, thank you for being there, and thank you for changing... Tiger! That's the new Tiger Tiger Claw sound. I edited it before the show started. Uh, you didn't miss much, buddy. Uh, at, uh, are the hosts in the same room? No, nobody's here today. Uh, I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not going to be infecting anyone. Like I said earlier, uh, Brian might come halfway through the show. Um, Glenn's not here. He might call in, or I'll try and contact him uh, on the phone. Uh, in fact, we might see Glenn uh, pop up in the chat. Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, he's very dedicated to the show. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, I, I got this acute bronchitis. It's just acting up the last two days, and I'll tell you why. So if, you're, if you've been listening to the show, you know the last, um, I guess the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, we've been talking about E3, and uh, one of the things that we did on one of the last shows was we had the first annual uh, Pop Belly Gamers E3 2017 betting show. And I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun for me. I know a lot of the nor like regular viewers not really invest in the show. But for me, uh, having uh, 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 Glenn and Brian battle it out uh, and have these stakes. So they, they had a bet, right? Whoever wins, loses. There's a bet. 
involved. So the if Brian loses, he's got to play all the way through Battletoads on the original NES and stream it <clears throat> for everybody to see online. Um, <clears throat> and I've seen this guy. My boy can play Battletoads. Like, he's good. Uh, and when he comes today, I want him to share a couple of stories about when he was younger and how he got his hands on the NES and, you know, growing up as a, as a, poor, uh, a poor black boy in, in Canada. Uh, no, I think he was living in the States at the time. Anyways, I'll let him explain. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> so, and then, you know, if Glenn had lost, he would have to stream Battlefront um, in, in cosplay. And and I was saying he should be as he should go as he should be Kylo Ren because I wanted like the most uh, covered up cosplay so that he could really get the get the sweats going you know get the meat sweats going under the cosplay while he's playing Battlefront. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing in my head. Um, but of course, as everyone knows, uh, the results of the the betting show were last week. By the way, like I said before, I had a lot of fun with this. A lot of new rules, different things that I'm going to implement next year. Um, if anybody's a fan of uh, uh, the uh, group on YouTube called Easy Allies, they used to be, I think they used to be like, not Screw Attack. Anyways, um, those guys, they, they have their own betting show, and I kind of lifted that idea from them. So I'm going to give them some credit and also their community. A lot of their, I lifted a lot of the questions from their community as well. Um, I thought that the idea of the betting show was awesome. And, uh, they have an awesome, uh, they also had their results as well. And uh, I'm, I think the way that they set up their rules and uh, gaining points and losing points, I think is going to be something I want to implement into our annual betting show as well. Anyways, so <clears throat> Brian lost the uh, bet. And um, of course, Brian Austin is calling me now. I don't know why he doesn't just show up. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get him on the phone here. Hello, Brian Austin. Where are you? Yeah, I'm on my way. Okay, you don't need to call me. Just show up. You're interrupting the show. All right, all right, all right. I'm on my way. All right, bye. What is wrong with people? Like, ah, oh, God. I don't know why I played again. Anyways, you know what? I'm so proud of that Tiger Claw sound. I don't mind playing it again and again. Uh, Brian Austin's calling me again. Okay, hold on a second. Hello, Brian Austin. What do you want? Brian Austin. You know what? I think he just butt dialed me. And you know what's going to Ah! You know what? I like it. I don't mind if it plays a couple of times. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. But let's just close that app anyways. <clears throat> so as I was saying, Brian Austin uh, lost uh, the bet. So now he has to... <clears throat> Stream Battletoads. He's got to beat the game from beginning to end. And he's got to do it on the original NES. So, of course, it's up to me to solve all the technical issues on our side. Uh, I bought an adapter off of Amazon. I overnighted it. Not necessary to tell you in the story and not necessary for our whole situation here, but I did anyways. And then I went over to Brian Austin's house. <clears throat> and I picked up his NES. And that thing was on the ground in a corner, neglected like a, a, a red-headed stepchild. Uh, like one inch of dust on that thing. All the wires all over the place. So <clears throat> I cleaned the NES off and all the wires and stuff. And I think I inhaled that stuff. And that's what's been messing me up. So, And I apologize. I'm kind of ignoring the chat for now. I'm going to go into it in a second. I just want to finish this. Uh, <clears throat> oh, man. 
Uh, <clears throat> sorry. I just wanted to finish my uh, chronic bronchitis story. So that's what it's acting up. I got his NES home. I hooked it up. So the way that it's hooked up now is the RCA cables go out from the NES into an adapter that changes the signal from RCA to HDMI, and then that HDMI goes out and into an Elgato, and then the Elgato runs into uh, into one of my PC monitors on the side through HDMI, but also through USB, so I'm able to capture it. I got a bunch of games from him. I'm surprised that, like, for a guy that's always boasting about having a great, amazing library of games, like, the guy had the most random shit for the NES. So this is what I got from him. I got um, Super Adventure, uh, not Super, sorry, Adventure Island 2, Mega Man 3, um, uh, Mario 1, Mario 3, Battletoads, of course, because we have to stream that, and um, the the highly coveted, um, the highly coveted Wheel of Fortune. So I did a couple of tests, and um, yeah. I got it working, and I think it, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm really excited to, about the stream. Um, when Brian comes, we're going to discuss what day we're going to do, and hopefully we can um, you know, post the date and the time. Uh, we'll do it over Twitch and YouTube or whatever. Uh, get some of the community members to kind of chime in, let us know what you want, and maybe watch as well, right? And I wouldn't mind if, uh, if it's a live stream uh, that we... Um, that we maybe have some prizes. Random people, whoever's watching, can listen and answer some retro questions, and we'll give out some prizes. Um, and then also, what I like about streaming to YouTube is that after we're done the stream, um, it's basically like a video that's saved, or I'll at least save through the Elgato a video separately. I'll edit it to take out any boring parts, and then I'll upload that to our actual channel, Pop Belly Gamers, PBG Pop Belly Gamers, all in word on YouTube. And, uh, you know, anybody can watch at that point. All right, so I'm just going to take a look at the chat real quick. Uh, Tiger Claw uh, is going to be very important in this episode. Not that he's not important. He's always important. Um, okay, New Transformers came out last week. He's going to go see it tomorrow. But regardless, I've been hearing uh, a lot of bad things. Uh, it'll be huge at the box office. Why? Because people don't give a shit uh, what the critics are saying, because they just want to have a good time and enjoy the spectacle. Actually, I heard Tiger Claw that it didn't do so good domestically. Um, Transformers kind of bombed. I think that there's Transformer fatigue. We've had too many Transformers movies, and I'm not going to go into the actual critique of the series and the movies individually because I've I've said that many times. Um, you know, and my idea for what would make a good Transformers movie. You know what? I will say that. Okay, what I think is going to make a good Transformers movie is you take Transformers, Generation 1 from the cartoon, those, you want those style of Transformers, but you set it in the 80s just like the cartoon. And the reason for that is I feel like if you go back to the 80s, the technology is that, so that transforming robots is kind of amazing, right? It's just, it's awe-inspiring. Awe so what you do is you just take the first, you take an amalgam of maybe the first five or ten episodes and condense that into a two-hour movie. You know, you just pick different elements. And then uh, maybe the climax of the movie is Devastator or something like that. And, you know, of course you want to, you know, part two and part three, you save the di uh, Dinobots and then going back to Cybertron for two and three. Um, <clears throat> but I, I would love to be able to see a 1990s set uh, Transformers movie uh, because right now 
you know, with all the technology we have, uh, these transformers transforming into trucks and, and different vehicles doesn't seem that big a deal. And that's why I feel like they overcomplicated the, uh, the designs of the transformers to kind of keep up with the time, so to speak, to make us feel like, okay, so, you know, the old generation one transformer designs are big and bulky, but at the time, like the highest form of technology for us were rotary phones, right? So, you know, now you have like an iPad or an iPod in your pocket, those designs don't look so so crazy advanced. So then I think Michael Bay was like, we got to make these alien Transformers look even more advanced, so let's make them an amalgam of all these moving parts and make them look crazy, and I don't like the designs. I don't like the designs. Uh, <clears throat> okay, we have All Games 92305, who I think is is probably Glenn. Glenn, is that you? All Games 92305? Um, looking at the box office results, thank you. Uh, Wednesday it made fifteen million, and on Thursday it made eight million. So it's likely a lot more on the weekend. But I got to tell you, those are low numbers for a big tentpole movie, uh, a big blockbuster movie. I bet it under, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Underperformed. Um, <clears throat> and I got to tell you that uh, what's really going to save this movie, what's really going to s- make money for the this movie, is China. And um, I heard that they made the, the first day they broke $54 million in China. So it's a big deal. They're still a big deal. And so there's a big untapped market in China because now you have like a, like a up, up and coming middle class, right? So a lot more people are able to afford to go see a movie. So China is kind of like what America was like 30 years ago, right? Like a big boom, uh, prosperity, people spending more money on luxuries, um, and going out to see movies with their families. They're also really into 3D and the gimmicks. So you're going to see a lot of stuff that was, uh, you know, kind of people in America and North America kind of bored of. You're going to see translate really well in China. Um, so and, and for the most part, that's why you're seeing more um, movies develop, parts of movies develop specifically for China. I know China is a communist country and they have, this certain, they have certain rules for movies that are coming in. So they allow, I think something like, don't quote me on this, like 23 foreign movies a year. <clears throat> and, you know, they hit that quota really quickly because everybody wants to get into the country. But what they do is they might make exceptions for certain movies if you can show that, hey, you know, you are doing stuff to make it more acceptable for the Chinese people. So, for instance, you know, they might hire a Chinese actor or they might, you know, have dialogue or something that's sympathetic to uh, the communist, the the People's uh, Republic of China Communist Party or, you know, their ideas or ideals. Um, and, or, you know, production companies, they might, they might set parts of the movie there. I know the last Transformers movie, um, had the one with the Dinobots um, was there. There was quite a bit of uh, scenes <clears throat> set in China, so I think that uh, it's a big. <clears throat> you just discon- Oh man, I disconnected from the stream. No, hold on a second. That's weird because it says that it's still connected. Hmm. Weird, cause I'm just says I'm still connected. I apologize. I'm trying to type with one hand and talk with the other hand. Um, oh, yeah. See, look. Uh, Tiger Claw is 
emphasizing what I said. The reason why these movies do big in China is because China barely gets these movies released over there. So the fact that they are releasing these films in China shows that people over there want this kind of entertainment. So I think it might cut out just because, and I really got to change my setup. And But thank you, Tiger Claw, for being on the ball and letting me know that it had cut out. Um, <clears throat> so I have all this, uh, I'd say, pretty professional equipment. Um, really nice mics and a Pro FX8 mixer, uh, all running into a USB cable into my Surface Pro 2, which is sending the signal out to the interwebs via wireless. So I think that that might be some kind of a bottleneck or a problem there. Uh, and, um, you know, something that I, you know, eventually would like to get a new computer so that my main rig that I use for video editing. We edit the the pull this video every week. And, uh, you know, I do actually, when, when I save the archive of the MP3 for the show, I move it onto my main rig and I edit it there and upload it, uh, you know, all within an hour of the end of the show. Um, so I'm hoping that when I get a new computer, hopefully by the end of the year, fingers crossed, I hope my wife is not listening to this. <laughs> um, um, so when I get a new computer, because I really want a nice... Uh, a nice, <clears throat> a nice computer to game on. So the, the the rig that I have right now, it has a really nice CPU. It's an i7 4770K. Uh, I think it has 16 gigs of RAM. And uh, the bottleneck there really is the uh, graphics card. It is a GTX 750Ti. Um, and for the most part, I think I can play a lot of games on uh, 1080p. Um, but I just feel like I end up lowering a lot of settings like you know filtering and you know anti-aliasing and all this stuff and i really want that to be higher but i can't because what's more important to me more than anything else is um frames per second uh i like hitting 60 frames per second because it it helps with the immersion so what i would like to get and you know what it just it's a i thought i i thought i knew i what i wanted in the system i thought i knew what i wanted i was like okay <clears throat> when the time comes i'm gonna get a <clears throat> A nice i7. I'm going to get 32 gigs of RAM or 64. I hope it's 64. You know, gas, I mean, sorry, RAM prices fluctuate like gas. So they're up and down all the time. Uh, and then the video card I wanted was a, a 1080 Ti or even a 1080. But now, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, AMD comes back with these new Ryzen chips, which are apparently more powerful than the Intel chips. Intel's been resting on their laurels. <laughs> More powerful than the Intel chips, more cores, more threads, more power, cheaper price. And I remember back in the day when I built uh, AMD Athlon uh, systems, um, they were cheaper than Intel, but I was still hesitant in getting AMD chips because they ran a lot hotter. Um, so then when Intel started lowering their prices on their newer chips and they started competing with AMD, then it's like, you know what, we don't really need to get the AMD chips anymore. And then when you get Intel chips, I don't know if it's just me. Like, I think you can use ATI cards with Intel chips and it shouldn't be a problem. But for me personally, I always, because uh, AMD bought ATI, I always saw them as partnering up. So if you're getting an AMD chip, then you should get an ATI video card. I know it's stupid, but since I went Intel, I decided to go with NVIDIA. And you know what? They've been, they've been, They've been knocking out of the park so far with these video cards. Like, they are the king of the hill when it comes to video cards now. Um, 
Tyrant Claw saying AMD CPUs are made on the cheap and aren't super reliable, which is why their prices are always low. I agree with you to a certain extent, but I think with the Ryzen, if you watch a lot of the YouTube, the YouTube videos these days with uh, Linus Tech Tips and uh, that guy, the Two Cents guy, I don't know his name, I'm sorry. Um, everybody's saying that these these Ryzen chips are like they're the they're the they really they're turning it around for AMD. Um, they're very powerful. They're reliable and cheaper. And then there's also talk of uh, AMD coming out with new video cards soon uh, with the codename Vega or Vegas. No, I think it's Vega. Um, and um, they're supposedly uh, much more powerful than all the GTX chips as well. Excuse me. Give me one second. Ah. Um, I'm paranoid about having dead air. That's why I feel like I've just been rambling. I've just been rambling. And it's weird to uh, just sit here in the room alone and talk. <clears throat> I have a lot of news that I want to cover. Uh, but before I do that, let me get a consensus from the, the chat. Because I feel like I also saw two movies this week that I would like to talk about as well. The new Power Rangers movie and John Wick 2. And um, I feel I can talk about them really quick, and that way we can save the news for uh, a little bit later, and hopefully when Brian Austin shows up, then while I'm talking about the news, like he can discuss it. But uh, Brian Austin's always like, I feel like he wants to rush through the news. He doesn't want to just sit back and really digest the news, take it all in, you know, uh, and, and talk about it. So... <clears throat> Um, Power Rangers. Um, I was a big fan of the the original show. Um, and uh, when I heard that they were going to make a new one, like kind of like a reboot, I thought uh, this is a dumb idea. And uh, just the way that the show was set up in the past, and the comedy, and the acting, and the storytelling, and the writing was for that time period. It was for the nineties. It was super quirky. It was fun, uh, and I feel like the Power Rangers show of old um, had a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like a core values, kind of like, they had, they always had some kind of a uh, um, a theme or, or something, what's the word I'm looking for, like, you know, like those old TV shows, like cartoons, they had a, a message that they wanted to get past, and I feel like those messages now, if you were to do a straight, a straight show like that, would be kind of a little corny. So I had a feeling that they would update it so that it would be have the 2017 sensibilities, uh, and a lot of that stuff would be lost. But I was pleasantly surprised. I actually liked the movie, and I know I bitched about like, oh, they're gonna screw up Goldar and Rita's kind of dumb. It's being like. From the trailers, it's being like telegraphed to you that Rita is is the Green Ranger, right? Like her outfit is just a, a Green Ranger outfit with pieces missing. <clears throat> Anyways, so the opening, I really love it. And uh, I think uh, Cranston's in this, uh, Heisenberg. And uh, I love the fact that he came back for the movie because he felt a little bit of, I think... Um, loyalty to the guys that are making to Saban and the guys making the movies because he was 
a voice actor in the original show. I think he did the voices for a lot of the bad guys. Uh, and it was one of his first acting gigs. Um, so it was cool to see him come back and be like, yeah, I'm going to be part of this because I remember where I came from. I remember getting my first break on the show. And he, I think he does a good job in this. So he's Zordon. So the movie opens with, you know, the Pink Ranger, uh, like almost dead, and the Red Ranger, you know, crawling his way across the battlefield. And Brian Austin just showed up. Thank you. Thank God Brian Austin's here. I'm talking about Power Rangers the movie. You saw it? Yes, I saw Power Rangers the movie. Is it good? I liked it. It looks good, but I couldn't. Like, can I skip it? I will give you it if you want to watch it. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so you came at a good time, though. So what I did was I'm gonna I saved the news for when you came. So when we talk about the news, um, yeah, don't don't spoil the news. We're gonna talk about the Atari box. So if you see uh, this week's pull this on uh, PBG Popular Gamers mm-hmm. and YouTube, uh, right at the end, Glenn mentions that we're gonna talk about the Atari box. So. Uh, because Glenn mentioned it, now uh, we got to talk about the Atari box in the news. But anyways, no, I'm talking about Power Rangers, okay? Man, that coffee smells good. I'm talking about Power Rangers, and I wanted to say, so uh, I was talking about how the old show, I wasn't sure about the sensibilities of the old show from the 90s being translated well into 2017 sensibilities, mm-hmm. right? But I think they did an awesome job. So the the movie opens up with, you know what? I saw the opening of the movie. So And I feel like I, it, there's not a lot to spoil. And, you know, I might... Hold on. He's talking. He wants to see my fidget spinner. As soon as I start playing with the fidget spinner, you're like, give me the fidget spinner. You're not allowed to play with it. No, I want to play hold with on. it. Hold on. I want to see if people can hear the fidget spinner. Ow. Hold on. It's a Batman one. No, nobody could hear that. Yeah, I think you can hear it. No. Well, anyways... <sighs> you can have it. Hold on. So, the, the movie opens up with the Pink Ranger... On death door, there's a big battlefield. She's like lying there, almost dead. Red Ranger is crawling Zordon. towards somewhere. I was about to say that. Oh. The Red Ranger takes off his little morphing badge, and grabs the other morphing badges, and buries them in the ground. This is on Earth, right? Yes. Okay. So, and then his mask, when he takes off the power, his mask turns off, and it's uh, alien uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston's a badass. No yeah. And uh, Rita walks up. To him, she's badass in that movie. And I think at this point, <clears throat> Rita's still in full costume, Green Ranger costume. Oh well, yeah, she's the Green Ranger, right? And I don't. It's not clear why she betrays them, but Brian Cranston's like, you know, fuck you for betraying us. And then with his kind of his death, his last blow, he knocks her into the water, and she sinks to the bottom of the ocean. That's the only part I saw. <clears throat> well, no, then I saw the other part where they're in school and they're looking for teens with attitude. There you go. But uh, I couldn't... Because <clears throat> the the version that I saw was kind of... Um, <clears throat> what's it called? Yeah, it wasn't a real version, so I couldn't watch this great movie in that... Uh, What's going on? There's a big pause here. No, what do you mean? I just, <clears throat> I stopped so that you would talk. Oh, no, no, no. I said I couldn't finish watching the movie because it was so, I, I couldn't watch people's getting up and walking out of the theater. And oh, you watched the cam. Yeah, because I couldn't wait to see the movie, right? Yeah. I waited like, until there was a good version of it online because I'm not going to go see it in the theater. Yeah, I just I didn't have was, the time. Yeah, me too. I have less and less time now, so like it's I got to be very picky about the movies I see. You know what Power I'm saying? Was, it looked amazing. I wanted to see the, I see the rest. So. so I'm just going to say a couple of 
a couple of scenes, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, so the next scene after that is um, where oh, the kid ruins the car. Yeah, the kid, the Red Ranger. Uh, and by the way, I think the casting for everybody, all the Rangers, is on point. I loved every single one of them. And I think they en- encompass their kind of quirks, like their personalities. You know, you have the loner, you have the smart guy, you have the... Uh, they're all teenagers with attitude. Um, and it shows the Red Ranger. Uh, he's like a big football star. And, uh, you know, he's playing a prank on the school. So he's letting a loose a cow in the locker rooms. And the cops show up. And you see him on this chase with the truck. And it, during the chase, he crashes it. And, you know, the cops catch him. And, you know, his punishment is he's got to go to detention a la breakfast club on the Saturdays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, what I loved, and it really set the tone of the whole movie for me. I loved it from the beginning. Is when he walks into this detention uh, place and you see the uh, this black kid there who's the Blue Ranger. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, and he's just minding his own business. And some like Balkan skull, fucking redheaded stepchild, <laughs> unwanted stepchild, comes up to him and for no reason starts smacking him in the head and taking his pencils and breaking them. So then um, the Red Ranger walks in. Yeah, I remember this part. And he's like, and he walks up to him and he looks, he stares him in the face. And remember, like he doesn't know any, he doesn't know the the black kid from Adam. He doesn't know any of these kids. Right, but it shows the goodness of his personality and why he ends up being the le- the the leader. So the redheaded guy looks him in the eyes and he's like, "What are you gonna do?" And then the red ranger, I should not straight up smacks this guy in the face. Yes, he <laughs> bitch slaps this guy across the face, and the redheaded guy was like so stunned. He's like, "Did you just slap me?" And you know what the redhead the the red the ranger Is does? That supposed to be Balkan Skull. I don't know. Is he supposed to be both those guys uh, amalgamated? I don't know. Um. Do, 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 do. Remember that song? Do, 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 do. And the do, juice bar, do, do, do. and the and the and the biggest fattest guy in Angel Grove ran the juice bar, which is ironic. <laughs> uh, Remember Angel Grove used to get destroyed every goddamn day, and then the next day it was like perfect. Yeah, well, at least the at least the gym and the juice bar were saved. That's all that matters. You know? <laughs> I bet the kids were like, I wish Rita would come and make a, a big monster that'll crush the school. Anyways, so the guy's like, did you really slap me? And he goes, yeah, I slapped you. That's uh, if, you touch, if you touch me or my friend, and he points at the black guy. He doesn't know his name. His name is Zach. If you it? sit, I know, but he doesn't know at that point. Okay. Right? Because if you touch us or sit next to us or look in our direction, you're going to get something worse than a slap. And the guy like rubs his face and walks away. And I thought it was great. And the reason that it really, I thought it was an awesome scene was because it encompasses just the, the, the feel of the original show, which was doing good for goodness sake. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't gain anything out of it, right? Yeah, he does. But how, what? He gains a friend and a colleague. Oh, man. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, fine. He gains a friend and a colleague. But I feel like use his car later on. Yeah, but he doesn't know at the time. His van, or is it the kid's van? I don't know. Yeah, the Blue Ranger has some issues. His dad passed away, and do you want? Do you want me to go through the whole movie real quick, Mm. or no? I don't want to go through the whole movie. I think it's worth definitely worth seeing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It falls apart at the end. Uh, I don't like Goldar. Uh, Rita is okay. So this is another stupid thing in the movie. Um, So he becomes friends with the the Blue Ranger. And then slowly, 
you know, these misfits, they all kind of come together at the quarry, mm-hmm. right? And the Blue Ranger, for some reason, wants to blow up part of the quarry because there's something that's telling him to do this. He, I, he doesn't explain why he wants to do this. Yeah, he blows up to that part. I got up to that part. He blows up part of the quarry, which unleashes, which shows these stones, so each one of the kids take the stones, and then they, they go home, and they get powers, which is something that I loved, which was not explained in the original movie. Yes, they should have powers without the suits, which would explain in the original show how they're able to fight the putties. So I love how uh, in this movie... Um, they're not able to morph right away because they're not a team and they're not like quote-unquote family or what. They don't have the necessary links emotionally and mentally to do it. Um, so they can't transform. So what Zordon does is they're able to, he trains them against like holographic putties in their normal human forms. Mm-hmm. And what's awesome is eventually when they do morph, they're able to utilize their training to really kick putties' asses. Mm-hmm. So like when they're as humans, they're able to kick their asses, but like, it's it's tough, right? They yeah. really get beat up, but once they transform, they kick ass and explains a lot how these guys are able yeah, to beat I them up. Yeah, get to that part, part. So one of the things that I found stupid was okay. So they between when Brian Cranston and Rita part ways and Rita sinks to the bottom of the ocean, and when the kids find the powers, like a million years has passed, right? Or ten million years? I have no idea because it goes from the Mesozoic era to present time. So it's a lot of time that passes. So when the kids find it, a fishing boat, I shit you not, a fishing boat pulls up a catch of fish. And Rita Pulse is in it. And Rita Repulse's decayed body is in there. And it's like, they should have had a scene that showed that the explosion from the quarry showed some kind of tremor mm-hmm. that made her loosen her body and make it float up or something. Because the or to- revive her or something. The two, the two things are totally unrelated. So it just happened... That on this day, a million years after the Rangers die or lose their powers, mm-hmm. on this day, the kids not only find the powers, but Rita wakes up. It is frustratingly stupid. I just, I don't like that. Just add a little something, something that shows maybe like some nerds in the local, uh, the local seismic activity center are like, whoa, did you feel that? There's a tremor. Oh, it looks like it's affecting some of the rocks in the lake or whatever. I don't know. Some throwaway line. But I really didn't like that. But of course, this whole movie is a throwaway movie, so it doesn't really matter. Mm. Uh, but that was my only complaint. Rita is, a badass. is uh, kind of retarded. Oh. Um, <laughs> she comes off as mentally handicapped <laughs> for the beginning of the movie. All she can think about is gold. So um, instead of like you know uh, getting your bearings, finding out where the the biggest deposit n- depository of gold is, like Fort Knox, mm-hmm. she starts going around. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking here. She attacks homeless people and pulls out their gold teeth. And she collects them. She collects the gold <laughs> teeth. She thing. goes to a jewelry place and she attacks them. But she comes off as crazy. She's not talking. She's talking gibberish. I don't know if that's a part of just being like underwater for a million years or whatever. Or it's your body slowly coming back. But she starts eating the gold. And she spits, like, it gives her her power back, but she also spits a lot of it out, and she makes her staff. Oh, I thought she made Goldar with that. So, And she makes Goldar not from that gold, but guess what? Here's another thing that really pisses me off. She goes to the quarry, mm-hmm. and all this gold seeps out of, the, out of the quarry. And Goldar is, like, 80 feet tall. He's like a building <laughs> made of gold. And I'm like, you know gold is hard to find, right? Movie people, the people that made this movie... 
<laughs> you don't just go to a rock quarry and all of a sudden there's all this gold. There's more gold in the rock quarry than in all of fucking Fort Knox. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if the that's why I think that Angel Grove is able to re rebuild itself up, like because they got all this gold. You know, they make <laughs> money reserves. from It's like Wakanda. You know, <laughs> like Wakanda probably gets attacked all the time, and then they just keep getting rebuilt yeah. because they got all this adamantium. No, sorry, vibranium. They can't say adamantium because Fox owns it. Adamantium, yes. TM. Um, so I thought that was stupid. I didn't like the fact that Goldar was called Goldar. Because he was made of gold. It's really disrespectful to the original Goldar, who was a bumbling fool, but loyal <laughs> to the end. He was a flying monkey in golden armor. And he was named Goldar. And he's probably the best part of the show. And also, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian Austin, but, uh, you know, like when Rita was defeated in the first one, then Lord Zed showed out of nowhere. Ooh. And then you had different... Lord Zed was creepy looking. Yeah, because he didn't have any skin. Yeah, he was turned inside out. Um, and then you know, different bad guys showed up like every season. So eventually, it was like the Clockwork Empire and all this shit. Oh, I didn't get that far. But I think Goldar is in it for the longest because really? there's a point where Rita is captured and sent away by Lord Zed, but Goldar's still there, uh, making that paper. You know what I'm saying? Really? He's willing to pay. He's the working with. Friend. He's working with Lord Zed? Zed. Why wouldn't he? I know if a guy with no skin showed up with a big Z on his staff and asked me to work for him, I'd be like, what's the benefits? Do I get dental? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, anyways, you also missed my rant at the beginning of the show where I, uh, I, I was telling people how my wife sent me on an errand tw- 40 minutes before the show and I was really scared that I wouldn't get back in time. Went to go do the errand. The store was closed where the errand I had to do was. So I called her and made her feel super guilty. So that's just a PSA to all you people out there. Don't get married and don't have kids. It's not worth it. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> don't worry. I'm on that track. <laughs> yeah, but you're involuntarily celibate. What are you talking about? I've just... All right, what? What? Go ahead. Tell everybody. It's okay. No, I don't want to get into your private life. Anyways. My private life? <laughs> there's, like- um, there's also a scene where, you know... <laughs> Alpha 5, by the way, I don't know. When I first saw Alpha 5 in the previews, I was like, this is going to be stupid. Alpha 5 is stupid. The person that's voicing him is stupid. Who's voicing him? I don't know. Some like comedy guy, comedian from SNL. Um, but he works in the, he works in the movie. I think he did, they did a good job with Alpha 5 so in the Alpha movie. Alpha 5 is like 100 years old or a million years old? According to this, he's like over a million years old because he's been walking around in that stupid ship underground. For a million years, waiting for teenagers of attitude. He looks like a hybrid between Alpha 5 from the original show and an alien. So he looks like part metal, but also like these two eyeballs come out and they're like on mucus tentacles. So obviously he's biological. I don't know what he's been doing to like eat and taking shits down there in (laughs) in the ship. I like to think that he was in suspended animation and then when the kid showed up in the ship, he woke up. Also, Brian Cranston is Zordon, and he's like a face in the wall, and they do that really well. This effect of like his face comes out in pieces. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, what's cool about this is Zordon, like the original Zordon is like um, a geriatric, right? <laughs> he's like completely useless. He's in a blue tank, and he's giving orders. But in this, he's like, listen, I need to get out of this wall because Rita's coming, and I need to save the world because mm-hmm. Brian Cranston is a badass. And he needs a, he needs the Power Rangers to morph so he can utilize that power to come out of the wall and be part of them. So uh, there's a subplot where... So the whole Rita, reason Rita's coming is he needs Goldar to pull the Zeo crystal out of 
a place somewhere in Angel Grove. Once she pulls the Zeo crystal out, it's unclear what that means. I think everybody on Earth will die or she will become like super powerful. I'm not sure. In any case, um, the Blue Ranger, being the smart ass that he is, finds out where the Zeo crystal is. Rita comes, and because she has a lot more experience with the powers and whatnot, she beats the shit out of them. And she holds them hostage, and she asks them where the Zeo crystals are. It's a stupid question because... These are 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids, 18-year-old kids. I can't tell. <laughs> the actors are 32. <laughs> but apparently, in the show, they're supposed to be teenagers. And like Tiger Claw just mentioned, it's in the Krispy Kreme in the middle of the city. Product placement. So she asks... Oh, that's exactly where it is? Yeah. So she asks them, point blank, she's like, where's the Zeal Crystals? And all of them, except for the Blue Ranger, know. And... You mean all of them only don't No, I mean, they don't know, except for the Blue Ranger. Yeah. And I don't know why Rita is like, why would these why would these kids know? Why wouldn't the kids turn out and be like, we're kids. We don't know where the Zeo Crystals are. We don't even know how to morph, stupid. We don't even know what Zeo Crystals are. But no, the Blue Ranger has all these, like, meat sweats, you know? So Rita's automatically like, oh, you're the only one that's not talking. So I'm going to, if you don't tell me where it is, I'm going to kill your friend. And then he's like, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> at the Krispy Kreme. It's at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and then I love that, like, part of this, I like the part that, you know, part of this is also, like, kind of a fish out of water. Mm. Rita's, like, in a whole new world, and she doesn't know how to at- interact with people. So she's like, oh, this Krispy Kreme must be a place of great power and great reverence. These people of this planet must have their most important things at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> she doesn't know, yeah. She doesn't know that they sell donuts. And it's just, like, a coffee place. Um, but anyway, so... She tells them, okay, I got to go because I'm going to go and get the Zeo crystals. This is at night. Yeah. This is at night. So she's like, I'm going to go and do my thing and get the Zeo crystals. And she's like, but you know what? She has them tied up. She could kill all of them right now. A million years ago, she did not hesitate and killed the original Rangers. <laughs> she, she walks away. <laughs> she walks away from these guys tied up, but she does turn around. She's like, well, I got to do something. Because the, the script makes it look really stupid. So she kills the Blue Ranger. She kills the only black person on the team. I was very sad. He's going to come back? Why you got to jump ahead? Okay. So anyways, <clears throat> she kills the Blue Ranger. And these are a bunch of kids. They're on the docks. They're on the pier. They mm. just witnessed their friend being killed. Is it gruesome? No, no. He's like, like a heart attack. Oh, and he dies. Do you want to call the cops? No. Do you want to call your parents? No. They take the body to Zordon. Like, what is, what is this head in the wall going to do? <laughs> right? But it's at that moment that they realize that they're a real family. Right? Unlike the flaming guy in Suicide Squad. Who was, like, only, you know, with the squad for five minutes when they became family. I think the line in Suicide Squad is, I'm going to do this for my family, when it should be, I'm going to do it for my new friends I just met. <laughs> yeah. Which would be just as powerful, I think, personally. Right? Yeah. Because they're all bad guys. Takes a lot to overcome the badness just to even make a friend, let alone family. Family is something that, okay, if there are a bunch of superheroes that are together, even for five minutes, you know, there's that camaraderie, there's that goodness. They're friends. They're more than friends. They're family. I think that they can make that bond in a couple of hours. It's forced. Even that situation is forced. But for a couple of bad guys who are willing to stab each other for five cents, stab each other in the back, I think it was anyways. So <clears throat> they bring the body to Zordon and they morph finally. But when they morph, there's this moment where Zordon can walk out of the wall. Guess what? 
he sacrifices that moment to be able to walk out of the wall to bring the Blue Ranger back. He brings the Blue Ranger, Blue Ranger back to life. All the Rangers get together. Putty show up at the uh, spaceship. Thing? At the spaceship, I don't know if Rita knew if Rita knew the whereabouts of the spaceship the whole time. Why she didn't just go straight there and stab Zordon in the head in the wall, <laughs> kill him right there, rip Alpha Five apart? No, she waits till the end of the movie. And by the way, it was dark when she killed the Blue Ranger. It is now the middle of the day, and now she's attacking the Crispy King. So I think she needed to leave and, like, you know, uh, I don't know, have a nightcap or something, get some sleep in. She had a big day the next day. You know what I'm saying? So she shows up at the Krispy Kreme. She destroys the Krispy Kreme. And the, 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 the kids show up in the Zords uh, because Goldar is this ginormous golden. He's like half, a, half like a, a bipedal person. He's all goopy gold. He's like runny, a runny mess of gold. <laughs> right? So she couldn't even do that right. <laughs> uh, so they turn into the Zords. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> and uh, Goldar's pushing them into the hole where the Zeo Crystal is. And I'm like, um, if you push them into the hole where the Zeo Crystal is, how are you going to grab the Zeo Crystal? Like, there's so many parts of this movie that just annoy me to no end. But I think that the good outweigh the bad and the annoying. So, sorry, I also want to check in uh, on, the, uh, on the chat here. Um. Oh yeah, definitely. Tiger Claw brought up the whole Han Solo movie situation. Yeah, I want to talk about that too. Yeah. Definitely after this, we can talk about that. I didn't um, get to read too much about it, but when he said Chris Kreme, I thought uh, he just said that as a joke so that he doesn't find it. Uh, but yeah, th- it turns out it was right there because in the movie he pinpoints it with compasses and math. <laughs> That's how he finds the Zeo Crystal. <laughs> he can do anything with math. Yeah, Zordon. It's this alien that's over a million years old. He doesn't know where the Zeo Crystal is. Alpha Phi has been walking around jerking off and using the computer to watch uh, Pornhub for a million years. <laughs> Didn't think to maybe I should use some of my walking around to, to find the Zeo Crystal. He doesn't care about the Zeo Crystal either. <laughs> but this kid, who I'm pretty sure has a split personality disorder, some kind of <laughs> mental issues. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I got a compass. I got some maps. I got time. You thought he was pretty weird, huh? I thought he was super weird. He acts really weird. I got time. I'm going to figure this out. So you also think that, oh, you know what? He's going to figure this out. It's going to take a long time. Half an hour. <laughs> so Because it's the same goddamn day. Like, it's light outside. <laughs> he collects all these maps. He's doing all this thing. The next scene is him walking in the middle of the street, and all these cars are honking at him. You know, like when like really smart people are really into something that they're doing, they don't they they push out the outside world. They zone out, or they get uh, what's the word? Us uh, tunnel vision. That's it, tunnel vision. Thank God you're here. Yeah, well, always adding your two cents, <laughs> valuable two cents, by the way. So he goes to Krispy Kreme and he, he he nails it in one day. And you know what? The thing is. He doesn't have any special equipment that shows him, oh, you know, there's like Zeo crystal power here. He doesn't make a visual. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, conf- confirmation of the Zeo crystal because it's buried underneath. Yeah. He's just like, it's here. So it's here. <laughs> like, dude, like, how do you confirm that? What if Rita went to the Krispy Kreme, destroyed it, but there's nothing underneath? That would have been smarter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she would have been like, what was I thinking? Asking these idiots where the Zeo crystal is. They don't even know how to morph. <coughs> so anyways, uh, Goldar pushes them into the hole. 
they come out stronger than ever. They combine to become the Zords. And what I liked about this was it's very clear that each each Power Rangers in par- is is in charge of different parts of the body. So one Power Ranger has this arm, one Power Ranger has this arm, one Power Ranger has one leg, one Power Ranger has with the other leg. So there's a lot of communication that's like, okay, I'm going to move forward, now you move forward. We're going to move together so we're walking forward. You know, grab that, move your arm like this. There's a lot of communication. I was really, really uh, amazed. You're actually talking? I was really amazed at the level of realism that they were bringing here. And then the next scene, they just switched that around to bullshit because I'll tell you why. (laughs) You're in an 80-foot mech, right? The Red Ranger, I shit you not, looks down at the ground. And out of all these cars and hubbub and chaos and all this stuff going on, he sees his dad in a pickup truck. Get into a crash. Get into a little bit of a crash. Mm-hmm. A little fender brander. Okay. It's being surrounded by putties. Like, he gets out of his Zord to go save his dad. So the whole Zord on, the whole Megazord stops working? No. I don't even know what happens to the Megazord <laughs> at that point. I think they just wanted to show him save his dad. So he goes over there, kicks the crap out of the putties. He pulls him out of the, car, out of the truck, and he goes, you're safe now. And he goes, thank you, Power Ranger. And then he runs back to you the You knew what a Power Ranger was? Yeah, because he, he, he name dropped him. And thank you. That, that also doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right? I thought the... <laughs> no one knows who the Power Rangers are at this point. But apparently they're, everybody knows. In any case, <laughs> so that was the end of the movie. I'm trying to think if there was any kind of a cliffhanger that would go into the like second s- movie. Oh, here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. Really cool. Yeah. Um... You totally turned this movie off. They me. beat they beat they beat Goldar. Okay, and it's a big mech, right? And Rita's like this big. Yeah, and Rita's like, "Fuck you! I hate you guys." The mech punches Rita mm-hmm. into the stratosphere. <laughs> it does yeah, like a Japanese cartoon. Yeah, punches Rita. She goes into the atmosphere, Is it a little- and it shows her floating in space, turning into ice. And you know what that means, right? She's Part- gonna. Probably end up on the moon. Second movie's gonna have her on the moon with her little make my monster grow, you know? <laughs> throw her throw her staff from the moon. Wait a couple of minutes till it reaches the ground on Earth. <laughs> Use her stupid telescope <laughs> to watch everything. Remember you remember that? Yeah. I hope they I hope the real Goldar shows up in the next movie though. Not the, and, yeah, and not it has the... to be a flying monkey in gold armor. I thought he was a dog. Like a wolf. Like a dog. He could be. You know, it's all Japanese concepts, but to me, he'll always be a flying monkey. In any case, uh, I'm going to give it a, a, I'm gonna give it a, a, seven a score. And I'm, you, read my, you read my mind, Brian Austin. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Watchable. You could skip it. You're not missing out on much. I would say, if anything, go back and watch the original Power Rangers movie with, um, who's that guy? The purple guy? God damn it, I don't know. Oh man, how do I not know this? Who was the purple guy, the purple bad guy? Uh, Power Rangers wiki. I remember Lord Zed in one of the movies. It's on the tip of my tongue. People called uh, Apocalypse from the last movie this guy. It's a pink guy, uh, wiki from the original movie. Can take me. There's a lot of dead air. You can feel. Feel free to fill in any gaps. Uh, well, um, I don't know. Let's see here. Oh, I haven't seen. You kind of turned off that movie for me. I was 
really wanting to watch it, but knowing myself, I would probably rip it like you after seeing all that nonsense. But you know what? Just for kicks, I think I'll watch it later today when I go home. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie filmed back in 1995. Wow. Didn't that come out in 1990? The uh, original Power Rangers? like Came out a long time ago. Or 91. Ivan Ooze. <clears throat> it was Ivan Ooze was in the original one. Ivan Ooze? Um, and he was making this ooze in these canisters as toys for kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids would open them. And then for some reason it didn't, make, didn't affect the kids. Affect the parents? But the parents would become like... Like zombies, and they would all come together at one point. And I don't remember what happened. <laughs> oh, all games seven one six seven. Who I think is Glenn, but I'm not sure. Chimes in with Ivan News a little too late. So you hey, don't isn't get... Glenn going to call in today? We're going to call him a little later. Actually, soon we're going to call him soon. Uh, before we do that, I also saw John Wick two. Oh gosh, yes. have you seen it? Yes. So we can definitely talk about oh. that. But before we talk about that, let's talk about this uh, Han Solo. We should actually wait for Glenn to talk about that. The Han Solo stuff? Because Glenn's all probably all about that. He knew. Oh, yeah? This is Glenn's ting, if you know what I'm saying. All right, so let's talk about John Wick 2 real quick. John Wick What did you think of the movie? I absolutely loved it. I mean, John Wick... Let's be honest. Like When I first heard about John Wick 1 and I people were talking about it, I'm like, ah, it looks like it's going to be stupid. Stupid concept. But I thought, you know what? It has Keanu Reeves in it. And I like Keanu Reeves. Even though he's not the best actor out there, he's still one of my favorites because he just seems like a good person. So I said, you know what? I'm going to watch his movie. And yeah, John Wick 1 was absolutely amazing. And then it just, John Wick 1, it leads, the ending is done, whatever, and then part 2 starts, and it's just like a continuation of part 1, which is totally badass. It was just nonstop action, just... Just nonsensical violence. It was amazing. So what I really liked about the first movie was stuff that you never saw. That's it was, that was it was all innuendo. And what mm. the innuendo was was John Wick is this total badass. Yeah. And he was like, like a, a hitman for the mob and he's a legend, right? Yes. Because every time they mention John Wick's name in the first one, they're like, What the fuck? You don't talk to that guy, you don't interact with him. Yeah. And what they did was they robbed him. Yes. And they stole his car and they killed his dog. And that's what sets up the whole adventure for part one. But, but it's you so... only get a taste of that whole Hitman underworld. And the beginning of this movie starts off with him finding his car <laughs> that was stolen from the first movie. And he uses it to kill a whole bunch of people in a warehouse. And destroy it. And destroy the, the car. That he was looking for. And he drives it back to his house. And the next day his friend comes and he's like, can you repair the car? And then he's like, yeah, I can do it. Do is it John Leguizamo? Yeah, it's John Leguizamo. <laughs> Who's not in the first movie, is he? Yeah, he is. <coughs> when, when is he in the first movie? At the beginning, at well, the end? No, in the be- remember when, uh, what's his name? Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. What's that guy's name? The guy who got his balls cut off. He's not in that movie. Yeah, he's in the first one. No, dude. Yeah, he is. Someone that looks similar to no, him. Oh, it's him. I bet you, I bet you uh, well, what do you bet? an energy drink. Because I know you have one and I want one right now. Whatever. Okay, hold on one second. I'm not going to make the bet. Because you know I I'm right. Because I can't lose energy rings. They're very expensive. You know I'm right. Do you want one? For real? Well, I want them. Let me, let me see something. Hold on. I just want to be right about something for today. John Wick. One. IMDB. It's the guy from... And if you lose, what do I get? Well, you don't get anything because I won't lose. I know. No, no. Tell me what I get if you lose. My f- 
No, that's not. That's worthless. <laughs> You're going to say friendship, weren't you? <laughs> I already have that, and I don't get anything out of it. You get my respect. Yeah, fuck you. You're right. Go grab an energy drink from the, from the fridge. Yes, I'll get one later. Those are expensive, too. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't want you to feel guilty. Yeah, you love to make me feel No, guilty. no, no. I feel bad because I know how like I get guilt trips from my wife. So. Well, you're good at the guilt trips. You and Ernest. No, Ernest is... You know, Ernest is actually really good at it. I think Ernest takes the cake. Listen. He's a genius at that. Look, but anyways... Look, I want you to go and enjoy that, that <laughs> can of... Uh, uh, energy drink that I was looking forward to all week <laughs> that I spent <laughs> lots of money on <laughs> that I drove down to the gas station to get because they have a sale three for six dollars. I shouldn't mention that. I paid $10 for one can. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brian. I said, go drink, go, go grab it. It'll make you perk up too because right now you're kind of slunched over, slumped, yeah, I, slumped I, over. I, go. Yeah, hold on. Go and grab uh, it. So uh, while Brian Austin picks that up, I'm going to Talk about John Wick 2. John Wick 2. And um, one other movie I want everybody out there to watch <clears throat> is this movie called The Jackal. Um, it's a, uh, I want to see when, when The Jackal came out. It's a really good movie. It's also about like a hitman. And it stars Bruce Willis as the, t- the, the titular, how do you pronounce it? The titular, the titular character, the Jackal, 1997. And I don't want to spoil the movie because it's great. And there's tons of shit in it that are like, yeah, it's fine. There's tons of stuff in it that show you the Hitman underground, where they get their weapons from, where they get their training from. It's all very official. It's really cool the way he orders guns and stuff. The Just way like John Wick. Yeah. Exactly, and I think they must have lifted something from the Jackal. The way he puts on his disguises, the way he gets away from, like, he's in a chase and he gets away. There's stuff, I just don't want to mention it because I don't want to ruin the movie. Because I think people should go out and watch this movie. It's great. By the way, spoiler alert, Jack Black gets his hand blown off in this movie. It's great. You want to see Jack Black in the movie get his hand blown off? He's awesome. Anyways. John Wick 2. So John Wick 2, it's great. You see a lot of that. Exactly the where he gets his suits made. So the way that it ha- it starts is that Ooh. you know he's out of the game. You know he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. But his old boss's son shows up, right? Because oh, and they have one of those. Um, he has a little talisman with a uh, blood agreement. John, yeah, it's a blood agreement. He's got John Wick's fingerprint in there, mm-hmm. right? And even though John Wick is out, anybody can show up with this this little talisman and say, hey, you have to do this for me, me to complete favor? the contract and yeah. then and then we're done. We're done. Right? Um There's spoiler <clears throat> alert, right? You give a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Can I can I continue? But the thing is like in this type of movie like, you don't really care because there's so much action in it. Yeah, it's like, mostly you're watching it for all the all the action and stuff, right? The setup. Mm-hmm. Um so basically it's this Italian mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, go Italian for it. Mob. I forget his name. Doesn't really matter. But basically, uh, he wants to take out his older sister after, so he can um, basically get her. What is it? What do I say? What is it? Her, her seat at the table. Yeah, so her to seat speak. at the table. Yeah, I don't know what table it is. I guess the control of whatever the mob thing that they have. <coughs> so he caught. He hires John Wick, or he asks John Wick to, you know, 
to do this uh, favor for him because they have this agreement, this blood contract. His name um, is Santino D'Antonio. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? Zonwick's like, nah, you know what? I, I'm out of the game. I don't want to do it. You know, I'm done. Whatever. So then the guy's like, come on, don't make me do this. You know? So John was, he, he's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm all out of it. I'm out of here. I don't want to do this. <clears throat> so then after that, this is like at John Wick's house <coughs> where he gives him coffee and everything. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll leave. This is what, what's his name? Santano? Santiago? Uh, Santino. Santino. So Santino leaves. And then uh, for whatever reason, he pulls out a goddamn... Uh, grenade launcher. Grenade launcher and blows he up his house. He just walks out casually to his <laughs> yeah, car. He just has his car. Pulls out a grenade launcher and just blows this freaking shit out of his house. Yeah, he blows up his house. Yeah. So, um, you know what I loved about that <clears throat> is literally in the scene before that they're like buddy buddy. John Wick, no, John Wick goes to the basement mm-hmm. and then in the first movie he like uses a sledgehammer to crack open the the cement yeah. floor and grabs all this oh, stuff. Yeah, and then he puts the cement over. <laughs> it to he, like, he like um puts all this stuff back and then you know he like uses a level or something yeah. like a carpenter, yeah. like a real craftsman. <laughs> He's like sitting there all night. Evenly flo- putting yeah, all the cement down and like, and then <clears throat> so I don't know if this happens, but I just imagine like right after the scene that he goes back and opens it again. But I guess he can't because the whole house is destroyed, right? Yeah, and he ends up going to the um. Oh, by the, the way, hotel in the first. <clears throat> after the house is destroyed, there's a scene where he's just sitting on his charred car uh, sofa, mm-hmm. and the whole house is like all charred mm-hmm. to shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's just sitting there like sad Keanu, like the meme, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with thing. his dog. Yeah. Oh hilarious. yeah, he's got a new dog. Yeah, he's got like a new cool looking dog. But it's like it's got like no name yet. He hasn't named it yet. I don't think he names the first one. No, he doesn't. So he does. It's called Love. He names the first dog Love. Yeah. So anyways. <coughs> so anyways, he goes to um what was that hotel? It was like the Continental, the Yeah. You, hit it, you nailed it. Oh, the, Good job. So he goes there and uh he talks to the guy from <coughs> From the new show called American Gods. American Gods. Yeah, his name is Winston in the movie. Winston. Yeah. I love that actor, by the way. He's amazing. He's <coughs> also in what Game of Thrones name? too. I He's also that. in Game of Thrones and uh, Ian, McShane. Ian McShane. He was also in this show called. Remember that old Western show, the Cowboy Show. I want to say Driftwood or something. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna click on his name, Ian McShane, because he does a great job in that show too. Yeah, he does a great job at everything. Like, He's got a very. <coughs> His face is full of character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just like a that very British, nice dude. way of saying that he's uh, like a, a kind of an ugly dude. <laughs> 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 he's got his face is full of character. <laughs> Hollow point. I'm gonna use that one next time. So, um, Ian McShay or Winston, he has a talk with him, and Winston's like, you know what? You gotta follow the rules. There's rules and regulations, and you gotta follow this bond and blah blah blah. Deadwood. Sorry, the Deadwood. Deadwood. What's the name? Have you ever seen Deadwood? No. Watch it. It's really good. And it's short too. There's only like one season. Okay. So then um, he's like, "Yeah, you got to follow the contract." Blah blah blah. There's rules and regulations. I think he wants to kill this because he <clears> wants to kill. He wants to get revenge on this guy. But no. So that doesn't happen right away. No, no, it doesn't. But then he's <coughs> so, like, "All right." <clears throat> he fulfills his contract. As- You're skipping over basically the whole fucking movie. Okay. What we should establish first of all mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> he goes to the hotel. And there's certain rules. Yeah. You can't kill anyone in this hotel. Yes. You can't fight in the hotel. No. Right? No, so can't. you have all these people that don't like each other. But you know, everybody was court. Yeah, it's true. Everybody's cordial. They're all professional. Yeah, because you have to be professional there, right? It's not even like they hate <clears> each other. They, they seem like they will work together. But there's together. certain people that really hate each other. Yeah. Like Santano's uh, right-hand girl, who's like kind of a badass, but also a pain in the ass. She's staying she at deaf? the hotel. Isn't she deaf? Can you hear me wheeze, by the way? 
Maybe it's the energy drinks. No, it's not. It's like the bronchitis. Because yeah. the fucking dust from your NES. And I told that to people earlier anyways. Mm. <laughs> oh, so he goes he goes to this uh, Continental. He goes and he gets custom suits tailored, mm-hmm. which I like this. Cause well, that was in Italy he did that. Yeah, because it all takes place in Italy. Well, no, it takes place in wherever. No, it all takes place in Italy. He goes to Italy after. No, he goes to Italy because that's where his sister is. Yeah. Right, but also all that stuff is in Italy. Yeah, where he does all his stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but the I, Continentals are all over the world. I don't know about that. Maybe no, they are because that same Continental was with New York, and then it was in. He doesn't go to a Continental in New York yeah, he, in the first movie. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah, that's no, where he, he meets doesn't. Winston. Winston's at that one. Winston's in the first movie. Yeah, <clears throat> I gotta rewatch the first movie. Yeah, Winston's in the first movie, and then okay. the, the, it's like they're like a. All over the world, they have these little assassin things. All right, so they, let's establish that there are certain rules. You can't fight there, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> he goes there, and this is something that I also liked. He goes to the tailor, mm-hmm. and he gets custom suits made that are bulletproof. Oh, so awesome. Really, really, really thin material, bulletproof. And made from vibranium. <laughs> sure, made from vibranium, imported from Wakanda. <laughs> and uh, I like that they're saying, hey, this guy's not... Impossible to kill. He doesn't not get shot. Sometimes he will get shot, but because he thought ahead, he's got armor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, this guy gets his ass whooped <clears throat> in this yep. movie. I love it. So he goes to this, and what I love is he goes to where there's this concert. He's, he's planning to kill this girl at the concert. Yeah. Right? Because Santana wants his girl dead. His sister. And he goes to, it's awesome, like the beforehand. He finds a guy that like knows all the tunnel system. He shows him the tunnels. He's like, this is the best place to attack from and set up stuff. Mm. And he gives him, he goes, grassi. And he gives him like a gold coin. Yeah. yeah. Grassi. I love how he pays everybody in gold coins. <laughs> like the, the tailor is like, here's your suit. He's like, a grassi. And he gives him like a gold coin. Are they like the balloons? The balloons? Yeah. Like they're like the pirate ship. Uh, pirate ship doubloons. Damn it. It's like you're finishing my sentences. No. You're like my soulmate, Brian Austin. I love you. <laughs> I love you, man. Um, <clears throat> so. He gets a tailored stuff done. He gets all this stuff done. He knows where he's going to plan the attack from. I love the fact that he goes beforehand to scope out the place. And put all his weapons. Exactly. Lays out all the weapons where he knows in his mind. What's going to happen. That if he gets confronted after the kill, that he's going to make his way back here and utilize Mm -hmm. all these tools, right? I love it. So he goes. He's about to kill the sister. And the sister's like, you know, for some reason, she's like putting on makeup. And there also happens to be a sauna there. Oh, you forgot about her, her bodyguard. Yeah, I was going to get to that as well. Common okay. is her bodyguard. Who, what, is a rapper or someone? A famous rapper? I think so. Common? Yeah, yeah, so. <clears throat> Who, I got to say, pretty cool. He's a total cool. badass. He whoops John Wick's uh, And he, I think, had feelings for this girl, right? Not only is it the bodyguard, but I think that he had feelings for this or girl. Maybe they were sleeping together. Possibly. But, or maybe super professional. So when she dies, he took it as like a personal insult. In any case, <clears throat> John Wick is about to kill this girl. But you know what? She cuts her wrist and then lies in the sauna. Mm-hmm. And then John Wick holds her hand while she dies. Because she's she like... Was, she's John Wick's friend, I think. Well, they know each other because John Wick worked for her father. Yeah. Like, works for the family, right? And she... And she <coughs> you know, I know what was kind of cool about that? Like, she even respected that blood oath thing. Yeah, she's like, I know what you have to do, but I want to die on my own terms. So she cuts her wrists. And what I like about it is they, they do it properly. Because in most plate, most, most people cut, cut across, no. but she cuts straight down because she cuts the artery, the whole vein, vertically, right? Oh, that's like that show. Um, and that's ways, like... 13 Reasons Why. That's like on the Enterprise when you put the self-destruct and there's no coming back. Like, how are you going to... There's no coming back from that, right? So she dies. 
then uh, does he shoot her in the head yeah. after? Or? She also he he's a professional. So he also shoots her in the head, right? Yeah. After she dies. Just to make sure it's like... I know, I couldn't kill a beautiful woman like that. I could. If I was professional like John Wick, you'd have to. <laughs> I would have been more upset if he didn't shoot her in the head. If he walked away, I'd be like, John Wick, you know, you need to finish this. Ugh, just like, just you need to finish this. Gorgeous. Anyways, movie. I yes. love this next scene. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he walks out all sly. So it turns out he's like, oh, wow, I killed her and there's no need for like a, a firefight here, right? Oh, he man. walks out. He's walking in the crowd and he meets eyes with Common. Common. They walk past each other. They know each other because they're both professional hitmen. Common's like, oh, what are you doing here? And Keno's like, you know, I am on a job. And, and he's, he's like, like laughing like, oh, I hope it's not my <laughs> I hope it's not who I think it is. And he's like, yeah, well, uh, you know how he's antisocial. So he's like, oh, you know how he's like. <laughs> he, but Common figured away. out exactly what Common was figured out in two seconds. Like, you, you, you're killing my, who I'm supposed to protect. Oh, and so Common goes after him. Oh. Common goes after him, but I don't know if it's before or after. Keanu kills a whole shit ton of people. Yeah, because they all because Common's the main bodyguard. Yeah, right? so he, they, he, he, he figures out. Right but away. here's the thing. I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he kills a whole bunch of her bodyguards. Common's coming after him, but I think somewhere in the commotion they lose each other. Mm-hmm. And hear me out. They he, lose each other. He gets his ass whooped. I know. Hold on. So he goes into the tunnels, mm-hmm. and it turns out that the right. Right hand woman of Santano, mm-hmm. Santana, Santana. Yeah. Let's call him Santana. Yeah. Santana is like, I can't make it look like I killed my sister, so I gotta kill you, which I thought was stupid because everybody knows he put the contract out based on that blood oath thing. You know what I'm saying? Who who are you fucking hiding this from, stupid? Like you know, so he goes after John Wick. John Wick uses all his tools. Of course he murders every single person that the guy sends after him. Like, the whole time John Wick is murdering all of his Santana's friends, Santana's friends, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, in my mind, I was like, you really have to weigh the options. What is better? Letting John Wick go, who's an honorable person, who's going to honor the blood oath and just leave you alone, or lose a, literally millions of dollars in resources and men. You're not going to get back. They're all dead <laughs> on pot, trying to kill him. Still not succeeding. Like, I don't think Santana, Santana saw the first movie. You know no. what I'm saying? He doesn't know what he's doing. So he gets out, and you think John Wick is in the clear, but no. Common comes out of nowhere. Common beats yeah, the shit out of him. Fist of cuffs. And it's like one of those, um, you know, the Peter Griffin and the chicken fights. Yeah. It's just this fight that's an all-out fight that's just like going down the street. Yeah. But Common's like whooping his ass. Which yeah, is whooping what his I, ass. Which is what I like, because... I usually hate movies like anytime you see a Jet Li movie and he just annihilates everybody with like ease. This guy here, Keanu here, in his fight scenes, this guy takes a beating. It's a pretty brutal fight. He takes a, he got shot up pretty bad too and when he was fighting those guys. Like he got injured <clears throat> pretty bad. And Common comes in and whoops his ass. But you know what was funny? What? They you see where they're fighting by the Continental? Yeah. And then they smash into the window. That's where I was gonna <laughs> go. They're like then they're like they stop and they're like, okay. They put their guns and stuff away, and they buy each other a drink. Yeah, they have to because you got to be cordial in the Continental, right? Yeah, it was right? awesome. You know what was even more fucked up? Mm-hmm. Is in the Continental, you're not allowed to do any business. You can't kill anyone. You can't fight. Him and Common are both staring each other, drinking, and he's like, you know, as soon as we leave, things are going to go rough. The right-hand woman henchman shows up mm-hmm. and is mocking Keanu Reeves. She just tried to kill him in the catacombs, mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up mocking him to his face. And I was like, it is going to be so satisfying when he fucking kills this bitch. Does he kill her? Or does he? He does. He kills her at the end. 
you know. So I'm going to fast forward all the way basically to the end of the movie. Keanu Reeves, John Wick, has killed pretty much Santono's whole whole he, gang. Kills everybody. It's not even Santino's gang. He's just those, those hired... He hired a bunch of. He hired a bunch of people. He kills everybody. The only two people left are Santano and the right henchwoman. And the movie. He didn't kill Common, did he? No, he doesn't kill him. Thank God. I want to see him in John Wick three. I want to see them team up. Yeah, in John Wick three. Shouldn't hold it so personal. You know what I'm saying? Who? Sent uh common common right I think common I think by the end of the movie they're okay with he kind of well he kind of saves common because they got into that knife fight on on the train. Oh yeah, and then. Common. He stabs Common in the heart and he goes, Look, you can run after me or you can go to a hospital. Yeah. You know, if you pull this out, you're gonna die. Just go to a hospital, you're good. Like I he did it in a way that he sat him down and had a talk with and him. And had a talk with him. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. John yeah. Wick is a awesome. So, anyways, the last scene is them in a house of mirrors. Oh yeah. You know, John Wick has gone in after Santano. Santana and his uh guitars. And Oh, my God. Like, this woman walks in and sees all these dead bodies. Nothing stopping John Wick. And she's like, I'm going to kill this fucker here. Hey, you forgot to mention Morpheus. Morpheus is in this? Yeah. Remember when he goes Oh, my God. That part was stupid. So Morpheus, I shit you not, Morpheus runs a network of assassins slash homeless people. (laughs) So they're assassins, (laughs) right? Yeah. That are scattered throughout the city. They're back in New York now. Are they back in New York? I don't yeah, think so. I think they're in New York again. Because he comes back from Italy, and there's a hit on his head. and then But there's a Continental there, and Winston is there as well? Yeah. Because remember, he goes back there. I think Winston operates out of New York. I don't think Winston was in Italy. No, Winston wasn't in Italy. He operates out of New York. Okay. The other guy was the one at the Continental in Italy. This other guy that looks like a... He was in Lost. He's the black guy from Lost. No, it wasn't a black guy from... Well, that guy was... He was worked, from... That guy works for Winston. He was the FBI the director from that show, but, uh, Fringe. Remember Fringe? Yeah, but I didn't watch all of it. Okay, well, he's But anyways, that. I'm talking about the... Um, when he went to Italy, there was another guy yeah. that he was talking that to. That takes that, care of his dog. Does he take care of his... Yeah. No, that's the black guy. F- that wasn't in Italy. That was in New York. No, that was in Italy, dude. No, that was in New York. I'm 100% sure. I'm 100% sure that was in New York. Do you know York. why? That was not he and he went to New York when he when he got his house blown up, he went to the Continental. They the guy took care of his dog. That was in the first movie. That same guy was in the first movie. All right, fine. You know what? I'll let you have that because I can't I can't lose another energy drink. <laughs> I can't have another energy drink, otherwise my heart would stop. Yeah, well you'd save it for tomorrow. And then tomorrow you'd be like, Fuck you, Yasser, and drink the drink in my honor. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen. I can't see you happy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Okay, you know what? Of course, John Wick kills her in this uh, house of uh, mirrors, and he runs after uh, Santano. Yeah. And Santana runs to the hotel. Yeah. And he's sitting there. Having a steak. Having a steak. He's reading the menu, and this is awesome. He's like, there's so much stuff I can eat, I won't eat the same thing twice, which he's insinuating that I can just sit in this hotel for the rest of my life and be okay. You can't touch me. And, then, and John Wick just pulls out a gun and straight up shoots him right in the head. And then Winston said, uh, uh, uh. And Winston was like, look, we got to, what is it when they decommunicate? Oh, What's it, excommunicate? Uh, yeah, so basically he's on the run because yeah. you know, they pretty much want him dead. And Winston's like, you know, I'm sorry, man. Like, uh, those are the rules. What do you yeah. want me to say? Like, it is what it is. And also, I wanted to mention another part. When he comes back to New York, 
Santana was like, oh, this guy killed my sister, so I'm going to put a hit on... He puts yeah. a hit on John Wick. Yeah, so he hires all these... And they're all these weird-looking, different hitmen from all walks of life. Yes. Right? Like the mom... The, the mom with the minivan, the fat samurai, the fat, fat. Uh, there was like some break dancer. Uh, no, there's a break dancer guy. Was there? Everybody's incorporating. No, there's a woman. Was that the soccer mom? I think so. And she's in the in the subway? Yes. And then she gets, she was pretty badass. So, too bad she's dead. You know what was weird for me is that I felt when he hired all those hitmen and a hitman could be anyone, mm-hmm. I felt like on edge for John Wick because now he's got to watch his back constantly. Right? That's the whole point, yeah. It's crazy. So, I mean, he had to kill Santano just to get rid of that contract on him, right? No, no, he's got a bigger contract on his head. No, he doesn't have a contract. I think that the Continental is like, you cannot deal with the Continental anymore. No, I think they want him dead. I think he has to run. Because at the end, Winston's like, or McShane or whatever his name is, he's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you about 30 minutes to run. So then he's running with his dog throughout the, in the city. And that's how it ends. And then so it sets up John Wick Part 3. Yeah, they got to close that trilogy. What is he going to do? Is he going to take down the Continental? Oh, my goodness. I hope not, because I like the Continental. I do, too, but he broke the rules, man. It's 720. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Should we call Glenn? Yeah, let's try and call Glenn. I'm going to try and call Glenn right now. John Wick two. Uh, Via the power of... I'm going to put this here. Via the power of... The Internet. No, it's my phone. G is for Glenn. Let's see if we can get through to him. It's Glenn's at the. Uh, I don't know if he's listening right now because he exited the chat. Oh, can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it. Hello? Hey, oh, Glenn. Welcome. Hey, what's going on? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Can you hear okay. me too? I can hear Brian as well. Okay. Okay, awesome. So uh, we're uh, phoning you. We're live. Uh, on the All Games Radio nice. Network. Are you listening to us, sir? I yeah, well... You were, I'm, but then you I exited have, the chat, right? Yeah, I have... Uh, I'm having horrible internet yes. connections here. Oh. So I've uh, I've driven into town. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so could, really? Wow. So I could listen. Yeah, we have a guy coming tomorrow to fix the internet here, so... She just brought um, Anthony. But, well, so. we don't want to keep you too long, uh, mm. but there's... No, it's a- okay, I'm... I'm in town now. There's a story so. that we want to talk about that we wanted to hear your two cents on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it okay. is um, the uh, Star Wars news. And what the Star Wars news is recently is... Well, you probably already know. The Han Solo movie. Yeah. The directors on the Han Solo movie were recently fired, fired over creative differences. And Ron Howard has come on. And I just wanted to say how ironic it is that they took those two directors off because they're comedy directors and they brought on a director... Mm-hmm who had a big hand in Arrested Development, which is like a big comedy. Hey, but Ron yeah. Howard also directed yeah. the great, great movie, the greatest movie of all time. Which one? Willow. Right on. So he has some acting, he has some acting directing chops. So we wanted to ask you, get your two cents, Glenn Cramp. What do you, what do you think of this? And do you think it's going to um, affect the movie? Uh, you know, you, well, were, you were a person that was poo-pooing the movie in the first place, right? You're not really looking forward to I, this. I actually was like I, I like I said I honestly don't think we need a Han Solo movie. Um, same thing from what I've read is yeah they they almost made Han Solo. It, it does sound like you were saying that they've made him comedic, where he's not. If you watch Han Solo, he's not so much comedic as he is sarcastic, um, smartassy, right? Mm-hmm. 
like a smart ass comment, but like you said, yeah, these two guys, <clears throat> um, apparently have been butting heads with, uh, Lawrence Cashton and well, obviously Lawrence Cashton first thing has worked with star Wars almost from the beginning, at least from empire strikes back oh, wow. and has written this Han Solo movie like back in the eighties. So, you know what I mean? Like he has a, he had quite the vision for this movie and you know, with Disney and Kathleen Kennedy, this is pretty sacred ground for these guys. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I said, um, when you go and you, you take a property like this, um, yeah, you kind of have a little bit of control, but overall this is Disney and Disney wants to see what they want to do. Kind of like we've seen in rogue one, um, Garth Enos, did direct it, but what happened, they came in, they brought in some other people to, to finish it up. Right. Yeah. The difference is Garth Enos didn't take it personally. He kind of stayed on while the other guys kind of directed some of this stuff. But I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like I said, this Disney property, it, it, it's almost like, uh, how do you say, it's almost like if you got, say you pay somebody to come paint your house and you want your house painted yellow and he paints your house green. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, like it's like okay, no, this isn't what we want. But bringing in Ron Howard, um, I mean, they, there's they were almost that's amazing. They only had a month left. The rest of this month is to wrap it up. So I mean, I'd almost say it does sound like at least seventy five percent of this movie has been filmed. So it, it almost seems like um, I guess Ron Howard will come in and, and tighten things up, which is very thing. I mean, he's he's good. Like he said, he did Willow. He he directed Apollo 13. Yeah. Like he's had, he had some really good movies and it's also funny that George Lucas actually did ask Ron Howard if he wanted to direct the Phantom Menace. So wow. it's very interesting that, worked, that Ron Howard it. has made his way into, in a way, directing a Star Wars movie. Um, it'll be interesting when the movie comes out and what the credits are going to say. Is it going to say directed by and the directo credits will be this long running thing now, but um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to know what so much bad that they did with this character. Um, that that will see what what happens with it. I'm not too sure, but hmm. and I mean it also in a does way make sense because we had so many leaked um, leaked photos and leaked footage coming out from this movie, so I don't even think they had this stuff on uh, on lockdown or anything like that either it's hmm. one of the bigger movies that you've seen a lot of set photos from and stuff like that yeah. but That's not yeah not not too sure what he did or what those guys did to the character but it's obviously upset some people well i guess it I guess the saying goes it is what it is right yeah that, that that's you know i would imagine that Sorry, yeah. I wanted to bring up a real quick example. I um, mm-hmm. I remember when um, Ant-Man, um, uh, nope. the director of Ant-Man, had creative differences with Marvel, and Marvel fired him. And, uh, Ed, Edgar right, Wright. Uh, yeah, right. Edgar Wright. That guy's a genius. Yeah. And uh, at the time, we were all like, fucking Marvel, because we everybody was on the director's side. But then, mm-hmm. you know, it turns out that it's probably for the best, because Ant-Man is a really good movie, and I feel like maybe the tone would have been different from other movies and wouldn't have congealed or connected as well to the rest of the Marvel Universe. So I think yep. now we're giving studios um, you know, the benefit <laughs> of the doubt 
uh, because yeah. they not only they want uh, they wanted to be the best product possible because they're looking at the bottom line they want to make money but also they yeah. have this whole universe and they want it to be part of a cohesive universe right exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I think that it's uh, probably a good thing uh, but I want to know your two cents on what you th- thought about Ron Howard being well, the person to oh I'm direct. excited. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's not like he can come in and direct a whole new movie, right? But, um, you know what I mean? It would be tough to know what parts he's directed and what he hasn't, right? All the good parts but will be directed. It, it is very interesting that Disney does seem to have this little bit of problem, or not problem, that they're constantly removing directors from movies. Like you said, Ant-Man, Rogue One, and now Han Solo. That, that even just comes, like, they need to just stop with, the trilogy stuff, like the trilogy stuff is fine. Like there's, and I've said this before, there's so much in the star Wars universe. And I think rogue one proved that you can, you can, you can actually try and you can do something that's not always so connected to it. Like there's so much stuff you can, you can make a movie for and and just try that. Like, I don't know. Very interesting. I think the thing is that, um, this isn't something where Disney's like, hey, we're going to release a Star Wars movie every year, you know, for a couple of years, and then we're going to take a break. Like, you're going to see Star Wars movies until the end of time. So oh, you're going to see a Han Solo movie. You're going to see Princess like, a Princess Leia movie. You're going to see, like, that's why they're taking their time and they're really mining it. Um, even though I agree with you 100%, I feel like, and you know, one of the things that's really annoying is that you know, because the extended universe is no longer canon, they had so many ideas and places to go. They could have even brought back Boba Fett based on the extended universe stuff. Oh, they could do a Boba Fett yep. movie. Yeah, they could have done. And I think they are doing a Boba Fett movie. Are they? Yeah, they are. Right? Yeah, I think. They uh, are. We, we. In fact, I think that's the next that, one. Well, that that I think is probably going to be announced at D twenty three in July, like when Disney does that thing. What the next? Um, what the next movie will be, if it'll be Boba Fett or something different. But yeah, like I do agree with you. Like even like I said, you can go to the root. Like they have all these bounty hunters that you could just make a movie. I mean, I guess that would be Boba Fett's thing, but you could literally take, I don't know. I don't know why they felt the need to take the main character like that and give him a movie. Very weird. But, and here's the thing. It'll be very interesting because, well, still as of right now, the movie has a May release date. Um, and again, I mean, these new Star Wars is, I think, what's helped them be so successful as they've, they've launched them at Christmas time, right? But they have the second movie um, being launched this Christmas. Yeah, everything's being launched in December. So there is no real competition. It stays number one for a while. Um, you also have kids and families are now on Christmas vacation. So there's lots of time, you know what I mean, to yeah. go to the theater. The next few weeks after never really have big releases where putting Han Solo in May, and I know it's for the anniversary of Star Wars and that's why they kind of want to do it, but I almost want to say if unless it's an amazing, amazing movie, it'll be number one for one week and then whatever comes out the next week will probably be, you know what I mean? Infinity. And at that point, because it's going to be in May, are they going to blame the directors? Like, oh, you know what I mean? It'll be very, they've almost set these two guys up now that whatever happens to this movie, they can blame them in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. And I don't know, have they been watching the movie? Like, oh my God, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're like, we'll put it out there anyways. We'll get Ron Howard to clean it up. Kind of even like, I mean, I know Zack Schneider and uh, Josh, uh, oh man, I was going to say Josh Groban. (laughs) Josh Josh Groban. 
Yeah, I mean, Justice League is all done, and he's doing reshoots. And they're just seeing that a lot of movies now having their directors replaced. Seems crazy. Hmm. I don't know if it's just we learn it more now, but it's very interesting. A Tiger Claw in the chat chiming in with the whole Edgar Wright Marvel debacle. He's confirming basically what we had just been talking about and what we were thinking <laughs> is that, you know, uh, what happened was he wanted to make a Marvel movie, but Marvel didn't want him to make an Edgar Wright movie. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. getting more creative control over the whole um, universe and the cohesiveness of it and the overall tone of the movie. Um, it's 7.30. Do you want to stay on the line and uh, kind of discuss yeah. the news with us? or? Yeah, yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm good. I'm okay, good. cool. So the first story I want to bring up, also Glenn uh, talked about it at the last on the last pull this video. Uh, Atari's upcoming Atari Box retro console will be based on PC technology. So recently... So it's a <clears> Raspberry. Uh well, kind of. Uh, Raspberry isn't really PC parts. It's kind of like, it's different. It's like Arduino, I think. It's got different CPU. Mm -hmm. So the article is from uh, codconnected.com. Recently, Atari revealed their upcoming system that seemingly came out of nowhere. Dubbed the Atari Box, the retro, uh, retro revival style console made its debut via YouTube trailer, which shows off the box along with its classic wood grain finish. What exactly okay. the upcoming Atari Box retro console is, we haven't a clue. However, Atari CEO happily confirmed that the new system will be powered by PC technology. When Atari announced their new gear... What people will be were expecting was a revamped retro console, much like a Nintendo NES Classic or Sega Genesis Flashback, which are those cheap ass, you know, things you can pick up from Walmart that come with a couple of games. Mm -hmm. The news, however, gives a hint that Atari might have more in store than meets the eye. With the inner workings being powered by PC technology, the Atari box will more than likely be capable of handling the console's previous old style systems, uh, you know, from eight to sixty-four bit. Now, to me, what this means is I feel. And I could be way, way off, but it feels like maybe what we're going to get here is uh, something like that's akin to a 360 with like a dashboard with a friends list where you might have access to buying and downloading old Atari uh, games, but new d developers are able to develop new games for it as well. It'll have some storage in it. You'll be able to download the games off the interwebs, probably at a cheap price. Mm. And I think that this is a crazy idea. But it is even possible that they might have a subscription service where they're like, hey, pay us 3 $4 a month, and you'll have access to every Atari game ever made. Could also be a great place for indie developers to debut their uh, indie indie games as well. Hmm. What do you think? I'm thinking... Yeah. Um, it's, or maybe the I mean, if, if it's something that's big and like a new console, like I said, gamers and us win, right? The more... I mean, usually the more options you have, it's always good, right? Mm -hmm. Bings out competition. Um, it would be nice if you if we all of a sudden got something that was absolutely kind of different, and you're kind of seeing that with the Switch. Like, I mean, in all craziness, I think Xbox and PlayStation are kind of similar, other than they're you know a couple they of have exclusives. Kind of, yeah, their own. But then the Switch is kind of moved out. It's a little different, um, and it'd be neat if Atari kind of does that too. Jumps out and kind of become something different as well. I like your idea where, yeah, you can get the old games, which is fun, just to, you know what I mean, play those. But if they can go around and get some kind of new development, like I said, more of an indie thing, where that's the kind of platform it is. And it's very interesting. I mean, even when you look, when we've seen the Blade Runner trailer, 
Like that Atari logo was so uh, poignant in that oh, Blizzard trailer. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice that. So you know what I mean? It, it's like Atari's been planning something for a long time, and they very much kept it. You know what I mean? Under wraps. I, and even, yeah, but I think Atari just licenses their name because they look they're desperate to get money, so they just no, they're iconic. No, it makes sense. Obviously, it, it, that, that absolutely makes sense. But it is you know it's, it's just very interesting that that you know that they are trying to still remain. Um, you know, kind of in people's thoughts and all that stuff. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what, what they have coming out. Like you said, yeah, you can go to Costco or whatever and get that little thing with like, what, 50 games already preloaded. Just plug it into your TV. Yeah, but those yeah, are always being... uh, pretty low quality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Atari was always low quality back in the day. Wow. By the <laughs> way, Tyreclaw in the chat mentioned... Uh, Atari was in the first Blade Runner movie. When you mentioned it, I thought you were talking about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But are you talking about the original Blade Runner? Uh, nice. Well, I'm talking about. Well, yeah, no, I know here they have the Atari name in the first Blade Runner, but no, in the new one. Remember that ship is flying underneath the giant Atari logo. Yeah. In the new trailer, yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know they licensed their name out, but are they working on like, hey, let's get really relevant again? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, that would be awesome. No, if they did that. That's what I was kind of thinking when you that they were going to start getting back into the console <clears throat> and create a new yeah. system. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention something real quick, off topic for Brian mm. Austin specifically. Mm. If you go on YouTube, they've released 14 minutes of gameplay for Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yes, I was about to mention that. And is it, it looks- the same video where he zooms out? Yeah, and you see the monkey on top of the statue, the and it shows you statue, yeah. it shows you the sheer size of not only the statue but, but the, the game. Yeah, he's able and that's to just zoom one, out. and that's just one planet. One planet, it's nuts. And the little spaceships you can get, and you can go into the town. It's like a massive. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about Ad E3 and next next year's E3, and then we might be there. Who knows? Woo. You never know. Yeah. And uh, pre-ordering a... the game. Oh, I want to pre-order yeah. that thing now. Yeah, but for what system? The one that's in your in your imagination. <laughs> Let's move on to the next. <laughs> wow. Let's move on to the next. What for your Mac? For my Mac. Because I got news for you. It's not coming up for Mac. For so you to try to zoom out. All this smoke is going to come out of your Mac. The disdain in your face when you say it's just annoying, man. Just like <laughs> commit, commit to a system. Just buy a system and commit. Okay. Why did? Brian has that feel that he's taken. You know how he, he works in his office. He, yeah. He's built. He's built one of those systems out of cardboard and clay. We think that he's really sitting there making models. I think he's built a system. <laughs> but instead of playing games like, on it, it's like some kind of voodoo somewhere out there. You've built. Yeah. You've built this machine. And somewhere out there, someone else's machine is broken down because of it. <laughs> yeah, it <really laughs> let's does. let's move on yeah. to the next thing because we don't have a lot of time. Um, I can't believe we are able to fill a whole two hours without Glenn here. It's crazy. You've um, done it before. You've done it, yeah, me and you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, those were desperate times, my friend. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Four Remastered to be released as a standalone game. This article uh, comes from Bonus Leveling uh, Game Bonus Level Gaming Using the official uh, Call of Duty Twitter account, Activision and Infinity Ward announced today that Call of Duty Remastered would be released as a standalone title on June twenty seventh. It will also be available as a digital download as well as having physical discs released to retailers. We still don't know if players who own the game digitally through the special bundles will still require the uh, IW discs. 
uh, or not. So just to, some background real quick. Uh, when the uh, uh, the recent game Infinity War, Call of Duty Infinity War came out, if you bought the special $90 edition, you got Call of Duty 4 remastered as a free bundle. But it wasn't a separate mm. game. So you'd still need the disc in the tray to be able to play the game. And everybody yeah. was like, of course, shady dealings. They want to sell as many Call of Duty games as possible. So they were like, you won't be able to play this game separately. You won't be able to buy it separately, nor will we ever release it separately, is what they said. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. just like we live in a world of contradictions where money <laughs> is more important than your word, of course they're going to release this game. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? Are you guys going to get the remaster? I never got the first one. No. So... And also, no, it, won't, think... it won't run on your Mac, so... Wow. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. That, no. The only games no. that run on Mac is um, Mine, Minesweeper. No, wait a second. That's a Windows-only game. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, I have Windows on my Mac. Space Cadet Pinball. No, wait a second. That's also a Windows-only game. That screensaver <laughs> where you're in a maze and it's all brick... Oh, no, wait. That's the Windows 98. Um, wow. I'm going to say Google, the search engine. There's a game for you. <laughs> yeah. There's free games on that, right? Yeah. Um, I think Call of Duty 4 is the, I'm going to try to use this word again, tintitular, it is the game to play. Which one? Uh, Call of Duty 4. It's where they introduced mm-hmm. all the uh, multiplayer stuff. It was the first time it went modern. The single player campaign is amazing. You're introduced to Soap McCavish, and he's mm-hmm. an amazing character. Amazing single player, and what they're doing is they're upping their game graphically. I feel like if the price is right, if we're looking at about thirty nine, anywhere from twenty nine to thirty nine bucks, that for me is an instant buy because I would always love to go back and relive the nostalgia. The multiplayer is still on point with that game. It was the first game to introduce perks, so it was a big game changer for them. Um, and just to have a like a like I wasn't gonna buy Infinity War. I'm just like not into Call of Duty anymore. Even this Call of Duty, this World War II stuff that's coming out, I just feel like Battlefront, Battlefront One, Battlefield One, ba- Battlefield. It. Yeah, Battlefield One is so doing it so much better. Let's move on. Let's yeah, move on. I uh, yeah, I think I just totally agreed. Call of Duty is it just doesn't anymore. It doesn't ring your bell. It doesn't float your boat. No, anymore, huh? not not like it used to. Yeah. yeah, but you remember when we were in line? Uh, for that Call of Duty with the night vision goggles? Yeah, that Modern Warfare. Was I there yeah. with you guys? That's Modern Warfare. I don't think so. I think you were... Uh, I was there when you You were at home uh, playing on your NES. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're playing on your NES, dreaming of owning a 360. That's when we went into the scary area, bought it, and quickly went into our oh, cars yeah, and got was the scary. hell what out happened? of there. Yeah, we were at... Uh, it was outside Cedarbrae. Because that EB outside Cedarbrae was the only one where you could pre-order the special edition that I really? wanted. Yeah. Oh, man. My, my wife got it for me for my birthday. So I was married at the time? That's crazy. Because that came out yeah, a long time that, ago. That, for people listening, it's kind of like, a, I guess, a getaway area. Would that make sense? In the ghettos. It's just kind of a very sketchy people everywhere. Yet yeah, there's a video game shop that decided to have a midnight launch. And there's a and, health food store there, too. And just to give yeah, you an idea yeah. of how sketchy it is. But at midnight, that health food store <laughs> is locked up with a gate that's yeah, closed. Yeah, all those stores hey, are that's locked up. That's where the I go to is. Uh, also, yeah, Brian yeah. Austin uh, lives just a stone's throw away from there. So. <laughs> I, remember yeah, when that, I remember when that place was a movie theater. We all do, yeah. but 
Yeah. Yeah. To, like, All right, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Down yeah. memory lane. Anyways, let's <clears throat> talk about it another All thing. right, so Project Cars 2 won't be running native 4K, 60 frames per second on Xbox One X and PlayStation 4 Pro. Cars what? Uh, Project Cars 2. What is it's that? A, it's, a, it's a car game. Yesterday, Gamersnet, a Dutch website, reported that Project Cars 2 would run at native 4K, 60 frames per second. After gamers found out about this news, Slightly Mad Studios, Ian Bell, took it to an online forum where he cleared out the statement admitting that it was not possible. Uh, he, they were misquoted. Huh. Yep, this was a misquote. We're running sub-60 frames per second on and 4K. We'll probably always be, unless we drop live tracks and host other a host of other things. We'll probably upscale something very reasonable. So, to, to me, this means this is just another reason why I feel like it's not totally necessary to get an Xbox One X or for that matter, mm-hmm. a four, uh, a PlayStation 4 Pro. Unless you have a 4K uh, screen, but I feel like an Xbox One S is honestly the sweet spot. It's got a great price, and it upscales to 4K. It does Netflix 4K. You can play HD 4K Blu-rays on it. I think that is the system to get, especially with their online. I think they do a great on- with their uh, Xbox Live online service. Yep. Um, um, what? Forza gonna run at? Forza is native 4K, 60 frames per second. Okay. Because it's first party, so yeah. here's the thing: it's the oh, difference between. Okay. So third parties are not gonna put in the extra work to make sure that it runs uh, at a certain frame rate on the Xbox One mm-hmm. X. What they're gonna mm-hmm. do is go for the minimum spec, which in most cases is the PS4, whatever is the least powerful. They're gonna make sure it runs on that, and then mm-hmm. they're gonna try to work from the code on that. So then what they're doing uh, is, I have a feeling they're making it work on the PS4, and then the install yeah. base of the PS4 is so huge, they're like, yeah, let's put all our effort into this. It works on the PS4, that's great. Now let's make sure that it works on the base model of the Xbox One. It works, that's great. Now let's put an extra effort to make sure that it works on the PS4 Pro, because like they said yeah. before, the install base is so huge. But then they stop there. So they're like, let's use that same code on the Xbox One X. Like, they're oh, okay. using special yeah. checkerboard. A lot of Companies are using something called checkerboard rendering to get it up to 4K, yeah. which is not real 4K. Um, yeah. And I think in that case, you're going to see a lot of games being held back from how good they can look on the Xbox One X based on, you know, the work that's been put into the PlayStation version of it. So, yeah. Anyways, well, I think we even, as you say, we even said that it's going to take what three or four years before we really start seeing what the Xbox One X can kind of really do, right? Not only that, but. I don't know. It just feels like until the PlayStation 5 comes out, I think developers have little, very little reason to put in any effort, real effort to mm-hmm. uh, get the more... Sorry, I'm mesmerized by Brian Austin's playing with the fidget spinner. <laughs> it's a Batman... It's a bat, bat symbol-shaped fidget spinner, by the way. So. Not, oh, wow. That's kind of It's awesome. a vomit green color, though. I like the green, and it's not vomit green. It's bright green. And so you gotta Jules, go see a doctor a, if that's what your vomit looks like, Brian Austin. Like so is it a Joel Schumacher fidget spinner? Yeah, it's a Joel. It's got two nipples on it. All right, All new, right. new DLC for Titanfall Two. This is from EA.com. The sixth DLC for uh, drop for Titanfall Two called The War Games will be available for free on all platforms June twenty seventh. We'll have the trailer. For Titanfall. Yeah, I Titanfall, Titanfall Two. Came, I thought Titanfall Two only came out for Titanfall Two. Came out for Xbox. Titanfall 2. Came out for all platforms. It Titanfall did. 2, yeah. <laughs> Even PS2. Titanfall PS2. 2. 4, I mean. Titanfall 2. Okay. Titanfall 2. Uh, <laughs> it comes with two new maps. I'm sorry. I feel bad. 
You're also you're guilty me just as good as my wife. Uh, War games and traffic. Those are the two maps. Uh, new execution. Shadow boxing, which is a hollow pilot execution, whatever that means. I haven't played mm-hmm. that game in a long time. Third weapon slot for pilots. Uh, Titan brawl will be added to the permanent list of game modes. Titan damage will be displayed instead of assists. New featured mode, free agents. Additional details for balance changes, features, and updates will be provided in the patch notes closer to launch. So there you go. Free updates to Titanfall 2. Nice. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I'm just saying there's 12 minutes left. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Glenn, do you still have Titanfall 2? Did you end up picking that game up? No. No, um, I didn't get uh, Titanfall 2, although Anthony didn't. He, he's very much been telling us to get Titanfall 2. He really enjoyed it a lot. I have Titanfall um, 2. I bought it at launch, and the single-player campaign is really good in it. Yeah, yeah. I then they have the new different controls, like that line zippy thing and stuff like that, or the claw hook or whatever it is. Yeah. But no, I... I, <clears throat> I, I Again, I, I know you guys talked highly of it, but the playability of the first Titanfall just didn't didn't give me, you know what I mean, looking at spending the money on for Titanfall 2. Yeah. Like, is it going to be a month only and then it's done? So I just I just didn't get it. Although, that sounds like maybe I should maybe now look at something. Yeah, sorry, I turned it down. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get something done here as well. Um, let's get through the news because like Brian said, we only have about 11 minutes left and I think it's worth looking at all of these news stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Overwatch trying to reduce duplicate loot boxes. I don't know if you guys are into Overwatch, but I got this article from tssgaming.ca. Big ups to a Canadian website. Uh, one of the most annoying things in Overwatch that nearly all gamers experience is the dread of duplicate loot boxes. Many players can devote hours into the game, see a legendary item queue up, and find themselves with a copy of an old skin they already have. The worst part, it can. Uh, the worst part is it can and does happen repeatedly. That said, it seems like Blizzard has realized how annoying this is and is aiming to cut down on duplicate items in the future. During a recent talk by Jeff Kaplan about he's uh, part, of, he's like the one of the the producers on the game but the uh, uh, updated highlights system he brought uh, touched on how the changes to the system for duplicates stating we are going to make significant improvements to loot box experience one of the things that we're doing is to drastically reduce the rate of duplicates and you'll get out of any loot box we think this is immediately evident and extremely significant for all of our players and we think it's going to feel fantastic though to uh, uh, uh calm down any worry about money that generally comes from duplicate items. Kaplan states that Blizzard has taken ca- taken that into account. Now, the thing with Overwatch is because it's loot boxes, they want you to spend money on the currency so that, you know, like if you want a specific skin, I mean, yeah, you can roll the dice. So every time you level up, you get a loot box and you could possibly get the skin that you want in there, but it's, it's very rare. I, yeah. I still think this is kind of shitty because... They have control over, they're like, hey, we're going to reduce the chance of you getting a duplicate. But what they could do is just turn that off altogether so you don't get duplicates. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's in no, their I, power. So yeah, it, it very much. But again, like you said, that's what drives you to buy things, right? I mean, it's like anything, and I'll take that to even the FIFA and NHL Ultimate Team stuff. Yeah, you spend money. You open packs, you literally can open a pack of all duplicate players. Yeah. Now, the, and like Overwatch, you can sell it, right? There's the market. Yeah. So 
I mean, even when I played Overwatch for that, that free week, um, with all the loot box I was getting, cause I was starting at level one, I myself already got like, I think two, one skin duplicate and, uh, the spray paint duplicate, like, you know, you're tagging and stuff. So even just with the short time I played Overwatch, I got duplicate stuff, but yeah, I can, I'd be very pissed if I put in that, put in money and like, you know, like you're saying the rare stuff. Yeah. If you're, if you're getting duplicates of rare, that's just, I mean, it kind of sucks, but at the same time, if you do have the market where you can sell it, then you sell it, make yourself some in-game coin and then work on buying. You know what I mean? If it works like that, but, um, yeah, like obviously what you, like he's saying, he, they can control what you get. That makes it even worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's like a flip that, of the switch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a piece of news I think that I'm really excited about, especially since I started watching uh, my good friend on Xbox Live. His name is Scaponius. If you want to try to add him, he's always looking for new friends and he wants people to watch his streams. He's been streaming a lot of this game called Rocket League, which is basically, I don't know why you're more not more into this, because I feel like it's right up your alley. It's basically remote control cars mm-hmm. playing soccer. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, we've played it before. Yeah, and, and we, we tried to record it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to have a better setup so that we can play this together, uh, all of us, uh, and uh, you know, do it online. Um, over the course of the last few years, esports has been gaining more popularity steadily, and recently, NBC has decided to dip their toes into the water. The network has announced that it will be broadcasting a Rocket League tournament, which is the first time the weird version of soccer has been televised. In a press release earlier yesterday, Psionics, uh, Psionics gave details yeah. on its partnership with NBC and its sports center. The network will be broadcasting a two-versus-two tournament with $100,000 as the prize pool. The qualifying matches will be held through a, uh, a different platform, while the later rounds will be pub- uh, published on NBC Sports app. The finals will take place August 26th to August 27th, broadcasted on, broadcasted on the NB- NBCSN network in the United States and on the Sci-Fi channel in the UK, Germany, Australia, and Latin America. That's cool. <clears throat> That's huge. Um, yeah, for... Uh, I mean, I know ESPN has kind of gotten into it a little bit, but yeah, for NBC to actually show that, it, it does show where the online stuff's going. Also, I mean... I know this was news a couple of weeks ago. The Olympics have actually looked at adding gaming to um, the winter or the summer, the actual ah, Olympics as well. So what? I mean, what? The Olympics wants that's, to put gaming? That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, I agree yeah with they're looking at, um, they're looking like, you know how every Olympics they put in these test sports and stuff like that. Yeah, but gaming's not really how a it, sport. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, I mean, it it's determines what your sport is. Is it, it? Does it need to be a physical, yeah. you know, thing to be at a sport? Yes. I think the when, the Olympics should always at, reflect where it came from, which was like from Greek times, Roman times, where they they celebrated the body, they celebrated physicality, they celebrated sport. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you were to have a non-sport, you can't introduce chess into something like that, but you can definitely introduce X Games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. think that works well. And I'm not trying to say that esports doesn't have some place in the world, but I just don't think it should be at the Olympics. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't know if they've said yes or no. I just know that was something. Little, and again, they're trying to get the younger and different viewership for the Olympics, right? Where you like staying with that comes with advertising money. That, if you yeah. have 
you pick yeah. one type of thing. Um, so, I don't know. Like that's again, absolutely ridiculous. Well, I, I can't. It, believe it. It's just... crazy. I mean, have you watched? Has uh, or uh, Brian, if you can hear me, um, have you watched like esports, like the Halo Championship? Yeah, but like that's that's it's fun. It's intriguing, but it's not. I it has mean, nothing to do with the it, Olympics. It should not be considered. Okay, fair enough. It, it's. A, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it's, it's different because it's not is, athletic. And that it's not, a, and sense. that's what it's all about. This is ridiculous. This is yeah. the same Olympics like a few years ago that wanted to take out wrestling out of the Olympics. Remember the while back they wanted to take out I wrestling? I didn't know about that. And people yeah. were yeah. outraged, absolutely outraged. Wrestling is one of the pioneer Olympic sports. Like, yep. But they want to take that out. And now you're hearing they want to put in f- video games? Listen, uh, Tyre Claw in the chat Get, he's saying gaming is a sport. Use your hands, and it requires a lot of eye, hand-eye coordination with a controller. You know what else yep. uh, uses your hands and requires a lot of high uh, <laughs> eye hand coordination? Oh jerking boy. off, Tiger Claw. I was about should, to say, that. should jerking off be part of the Olympics? Well, why not? Hey, this but there's be. a difference, though. Because then I'd win. I'd win a gold every year. Uh, but these guys have coaches. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to cut you guys off. I have two more article stories, really quickly. Okay. I want to go over because they're super relevant to what's going on uh, nowadays. Classic Sega games now available for free on mobile. Uh, this is from AFKR.Games. Uh, in a move certain to delight millions of gamers, Sega has launched Sega Forever, a collection of classic Sega video games from every console era, available on iOS and Android mobile mobile devices. Not iPhone. Uh, not Apple? iOS and Android oh, iOS. mobile <laughs> devices for free. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Each game in the Sega Forever lineup is free to play, ad-supported, playable offline, and includes new features like cloud saves, controller support, and leaderboards. For players who would rather play the games without interruptions, each game can be purchased for $1.99. As the Sega Forever collection expands through months and years, it will include both official emulation and ported games that pan all Sega console eras, each adapted specifically for mobile devices while remaining faithful to the original games. The first batch of Sega Forever games kicks off with five Genesis games, all of which will be available for download for free on the Google Play Store or on the App Store through for the iPhone and iPad. Here are the games. Oh, also there's a sticker pack for iMessage. The chosen five games are the original Sega that's uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Star 2, Boring. Comic Zone, Awesome, Kid Ooh. Chameleon, mm, can't remember that. And you ready for this? The original Altered Beast, which is my favorite. What? favorite game on the oh. Sega Genesis. Um, so what do you guys oh, think man, of this? This awesome. is pretty cool, right? Yeah, Sonic, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, just, that was awesome. And, wow, Altered Beast, the original, that's amazing. I that means it, next, that means Shinobi could be coming soon. Yeah, everything, like, they could yeah. even go to, like, yeah. Sega CD games, you know what I'm saying? We could see oh, a virtual Dog racing. Virtual, you remember yeah. the Sega uh, 32X? Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Star Wars Arcade. We can get Night Trap again. I love Night Trap. Oh, I love Night Trap. Isn't that isn't that Night Trap was awesome? Didn't they like ban that game? It's all. It's an FMV game with some weirdness coming in there. It's because there's like underage girls in a sleepover and they're getting killed. I have no idea, Brian Austin. Well, not getting killed. They're just falling through doors. Well, yeah, but yeah, (laughs) there's like a yeah. They they there's uh, one last uh, news segment, but you know what? I'm actually going to save it for next week because uh, I don't think anything will change between now and next week as far as this. um, It's about the the modding community for GTA Five and how Take Two Mm -hmm. is like Rockstar is shutting down uh, to to the mostly I feel unfairly. 
for a lot of uh, this mm-hmm. open source stuff. But anyways, we've got one minute left. Uh, Glenn, uh, you know, for me to play the music, uh, I got to yeah, no, end no, up I hanging up you. on yeah. you, so I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Hey, is there, thanks for calling. You want to plug yeah. something real quick? Uh, you'll do it for me, but uh, pull this video and on Twitter at Popular Gamers. Everybody have a great weekend. Right on. See have a later. good rest of your uh, later, weekend, yeah. bro, uh, yeah. Glenn. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, Thank bye. you for taking the time to, to to talk to us. Thank you. No worries. All righty. Yeah. Okay, okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. There you go. So that was Glenn. God damn it. Sorry. That's my new uh, tiger uh, sound. For tiger claw? Tiger claw, if you're still in the chat, tell me what you think. What do you think of that? And let me know if you want me to change it. I really like it. I took the tiger and mixed it up in Audacity. Um, we're just about out of time. Is there anything that you want to add real quick, a plug at the end? Uh, not right now. Maybe next week. Okay. Um, as always, you can see our reviews, previews, and other articles at uh, potbellygamers.com. You can also see our videos at youtube.com forward slash pbgpotbellygamers, all one word. We've also started a weekly comic book video on YouTube called Hashtag Pull This. It gets recorded, edited, and posted every Wednesday night just in time for fresh comics. You can follow Gamers on Facebook. Uh, Anthony is somewhere in the world. You can follow him on Twitter at rail underscore grinder. You can follow Glenn on Twitter at leafson6. You can follow Brian on Twitter at Lenny Cabasso. You can follow me on Twitter twitter at yasaraja you can follow uh ernest on twitter he's on a cruise somewhere i hope you're having fun buddy at ruckus uh also please visit our friends over at washicon.com they make cool action figurines and stuff they got great comics there uh we also started a patreon page like all the cool kids uh we want to make some money put it back into the podcast get some equipment some new lighting for our videos uh and i want to send a good a big thank you to grant gill our current uh patreon and this is uh, what Brian's going to say. Okay. We want to thank Grant Gill, who has the following message. Please help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everyone. Say bye, Brian. I'll just say bye. I'm not going to repeat my name like a tool. <laughs> <laughs>